Welcome to Talk That Talk, where we have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, education, and more. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and also find us on all social media networks at Real Talk That Talk. And now, let's start the show. Welcome, everybody, to Talk That Talk, where we have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, music education, and more. Man, go ahead and smash that like, Daddy, as soon as you come into the room. I don't care if you're watching on Facebook or if you're watching on YouTube, smash that like, Daddy, man, and we are definitely appreciate it. Also, subscribe to the Passion Is Network. I've already said that. Uh, if you're watching on Facebook, just come over to the YouTube, subscribe to the Passion Is Network. Uh, and turn on notifications. This episode will be up tomorrow on all your podcasting networks. Just make sure you type in Real Talk That Talk, except for Apple uh, Podcasts, where you just need to talk. type in Talk That Talk, and it'll come up for you. All right, let's get this. Good morning, Crystal. How you doing? Uh, let's get this first thing, this first topic out of the way. Um, this has actually been a, a series of topics that I was thinking about and have been thinking about for a while. Um, and, and it just so happened that Quan texted me, was like, I got a topic, I mean, a, a, a question, and it fell right in line with, you know, the topic that I had. So um, let me go ahead and ask this first question. But the, the way I want to start this question is like this. We talk a lot about the moving, the progression of African-American and Black band directors, HBCU uh, music education programs and things of that nature, right? And we talk about progressing them forward and moving them forward and putting them in, in different spaces. Let me ask you guys this question. Do Black band directors want to be in other positions? Do Black... So think about this. Like, really think about this. Not... not, not see, Rick is, like, looking like crazy, right? Because generally, we're always talking from the perspective of moving into different spaces, Right? being able to uh, be versatile in what you, you know, and where you're teaching, things of that nature, right? So does the majority of Black band directors want to be in other positions other than being in, you know, just around our culture? So that's the question. Do directors want, uh, dang, I, I, I be messing this up. I, I typed this yesterday. Let me retype that. But do Black band directors want other positions? All right, uh, Chief, go ahead and start it off, bro. Um, <clears throat> that's a loaded question for me. Um, many people that I know, so many people that I know that are band directors, uh, black band directors come from programs where the culture was all about, you know, building the overall person and and um, community aspects and um, just like almost like this family environment. <clears throat> so many people when they that come from those type of programs that go into being a band director themselves, they want to recreate those environments. And oftentimes the idea is that they want to recreate those environments within the communities that they feel may be underserved or that they were served through. You know, so if I come from like I'm teaching in Newark, I came from Detroit, I specifically wanted to teach in an urban inner city. That's what I was looking for. I wasn't it doesn't mean that I don't like I wouldn't want to teach another space, but I also feel like um, if I feel like I'm good in my job, uh, I want to be in a space where our students are receiving quality music education. You know what I mean? Because oftentimes we are talking about programs that don't have certain things that don't have this understanding of this and other. And I want to be both. I want to be both the family environment 
of the band program, but also musicality of it um, needs to be second to none. We need to also have that as a, you know, the main part of the program as well. So for me, um, many of the black banders I know look or seek out programs that reflect their college programs or their high school programs. So it doesn't necessarily mean that they wouldn't want to take other jobs, but that's, they seem to kind of follow those same paths because that's, you know, you kind of go with, you kind of go towards many times what you came from. Um, people who have core backgrounds, they may end up teaching core in college or, or in other areas in their lives because that's the background they come from. So that's just how I, that's how I see it. I don't think it's that they don't want to. They just, it's not a lack of lack of something. It's a like a more interest in something else. You know what I mean? I, I see it like that more. I have more interest in being a part of the urban inner city culture than I do other places. But that comes with the caveat, with all the bull crap that comes with some of those situations. But, um, you know, while the, while the adults argue, the kids suffer. So, you know, being there for those kids and giving those, those opportunities are real important. So many people do look to those environments to create that family environment and push the music forward. Okay. Yeah. Um, Rick. Thank you for putting that weak ass horn up. Do black band directors want other positions? Really, man? Hell no. Golly, what a crazy ass question, man. But whatever. Um, no. And I think that question even feeds into this narrative that people are trying to push that all we try to do is follow the white folks. No, that ain't true. We try to follow excellence. And for some reason, excellence has been synonymous with other types of bands. You know, and, you know, on one hand, like, I've learned a lot on this by doing this show, man, especially from people like Justin, man, and and some others I've had opportunity to chuck and some other people I've had an opportunity to talk to. But um, that is not our objective whatsoever, you know. Oh my God. I'm sitting up here talking and you got the glazing shirt up on the dang on screen. I'm sorry. I just wanted to make sure we saw it. Man. And you got just glazed. It's supposed to be no glazing. <laughs> oh, we going to want people to glaze. No, the, the, the phrase was just glazed and we did it on the show. Tight. Well, anyway. yeah, man. I just, our, our programs have a lot that they offer, right? To the student, to the community. You know, that's a big part of it too, right? Like, that was one thing I used to love about Norfolk State, man, is that, like, I used to hate doing it, that dang on homecoming parade. But when we used to do that parade, man, the city used to come the hell out for Norfolk State Band, bro. Like, you walk, you marching up, uh, what is that, Virginia Beach Boulevard? And that thing was packed. It was for everywhere. Eight o'clock you know in the day? morning. Doing, Remember doing, that day? doing, doing your yep. favorite joint. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> bus stop. Hated bus stop. But every time we played bus stop, we got that check, Daddy. So hey, play the bus stop. Um, but um, we get there in the morning. It's like forty, like not forty, but like twenty high school bands on that field. You know, like doing what they did. Like it was just a beautiful environment. I don't see that, y'all, at the, at the uh, PWI level. We don't see that. Like at all. Uh, we do a, a high school battle of the bands. And on average, it brings out a good amount of people. Every year we have anywhere between like four to 600 students, right? But that's really the only opportunity 
in that with something that's sponsored by us that we have our opportunity to put our hands, you know, like, like in those programs. So I think that we love what we do and we, we cherish what we do, but I think to automatically assume that somebody wants to leave just because they speak of greatness and excellence, I think is a, is a, a, a bad thing to think. But on the other hand, y'all know me. Good is good. Bad is bad. Yeah, whether it's black, white, indifferent. I know a lot of PWIs that aren't good. You know, people don't like saying that out, out loud, but I'll say it. I know a lot that aren't good. There are more that aren't good. Who don't like saying <laughs> Not on our show, but you know. Well, I'm about say, say, what are the people that? Right. Mar, you think they, 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 they think we bougie, bro. They think all we want to do is be white folks, I guess. But I will say it out loud that there are a lot more bad groups, including MPWIs, than there are good. Just are. So that's not a black or white thing. Neither is success for a band program. Uh, we talk about the small bands on this show all the time. Shout out to De- um, Thurman Delane Hollins, what he was able to do uh, with North Carolina Central. North Carolina A&T, Dr. Ruff. You know, that was the small band with the big sound. Key on the word small, you know? So there's been a lot of bands, y'all, regardless of size, regardless of budget, that have done great with what they did. Shoot, people don't, don't realize this. Norfolk State has never had a 300-piece band. Biggest band we ever had was in 2009, and that band was 280. That was it. We have never had a 300-piece band. So all you bands out there with 300 piece, North, we don't know what that what that's like. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to have this massive thing to have a good product. But I think the pursuit of excellence is is paramount, man. We have to expect more from the things that we say we love. We have to want better for our community. And that's what we talk about all the time. Uh, so no, hell no. Ain't nobody trying to want what's on the other side. Do I want to be a successful band director? Yeah, I do. And for me, a sex- successful band director means having a good one ensemble, actually having a jazz band, because you'd be surprised how many groups don't even have a jazz band anymore. Like, that's the basis of my research. Matter of fact, I am going to get this music back into our, our programs. Well, hell or high water. How the hell we find this art form that's specifically American and our people do it the least. I get so tired, y'all, of logging online and look and going to jazz festivals and seeing a, fo- a room full of white folk. Where are we at? We founded this music. Why we ain't in the room? And obviously, y'all ain't talking about everywhere. Obviously, places like New Orleans, we are still heavily involved in this music. Ain't like they're everywhere else. So, no, we don't want to be, go other places. I don't want to. I want to go where God has planned me plan to go. That's where I want to go. But wherever that is, whether that's an HBCU, whether that's a PWI, no matter what, my program is going to have excellence. And so, you know, that's that's the expectation for me and hopefully the people that will be around me in whatever program I'm at. So that's my answer. Okay. All right, Quan. Do black band directors want other positions? Dumbass question. (laughs) I see you answered it, though. All right. I think uh, <laughs> I think I think black band directors want to merely be supported. I don't care if it's black, white, you know, Hispanic, whatever. I think overall we just want to be supported. Um as creators and visionaries, 
uh, as band directors. The whole point is when we get to a place, we want to carry out the vision of excellence that we see fit. And I think that's just the bottom line. Um, do I think now, uh, and I'm the youngest director on the, on this panel, I think I see the bigger picture of serving my community more. Um, initially, it was kind of like, when you, once you get out of school, it's like, hey, bro, I need a job. And once you, after you, you know, finish that little stint or tenure, you want to make a difference. And I think you can teach anywhere, which is fine, but you have to ask yourself, am I willing to pay the cost of uh, to deal with some of the things that some of these urban settings offer? Like you may not have the best communal support initially, right? You may not have the best administrative support initially. And that's, I don't care if that's a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, predominantly white or black, uh, affluent or, you know, low socioeconomic income. You may not have that either. So I think the bottom line is directors, black directors, we just want to be in a space and area where we can be creative, that we can have the autonomy that we see fit to benefit any student that's in front of us. But we don't want to have to rob Peter to pay Paul in some of these instances. I mean, we make it happen, but, you know, being honest, the question should be, do we, should we? You know what I'm saying? And that's from the high school level all the way up to the collegiate level. Some of the horror stories that some of these band directors go through at these HBCUs is horrible. I mean, do they want to be there? Of course they want to be there. Some of them have accepted positions at their alma mater to to uh, revive and bring that those, yes, those great yesteryears back. But the truth is, some of that admin is not supportive. You know, I can name a few... HBCUs in the state of Texas alone that has had a revolving door for band directors at the collegiate level. I mean, that's a problem. Do they want to be there? I'm pretty sure. But if you don't have administrative support, you, you can't carry out the vision. So we want to be where we want it. I think that's that's the real answer. We want to we want to be where we want it. Is your hand raised? Yeah, I'm sorry. I couldn't get the mute button fast enough. Portia, I don't want to go. I'm not going to bring up no points. I, I think, well, hopefully that they don't step on your toe. But Quan bought something up. Now, I would love to get all y'all feedback. Portia, Mario, Julie, everybody. So the question is, do black band directors want to be in other positions? Like, I would assume that means in other, in better situations. Or what is presumed to be better situations, right? So Quan talked about like um, respect, but I think that's a big part. Of Matter of fact, Portia, I want you to go because I don't want to take any of your points. I'm sure you have a couple, so I'll wait because I want to bring something up, y'all, just to get your feedback. But Portia, go ahead and then I'll I'll bring this up. So I don't think they want to be other places. I think they see at least the ones that I've interacted with, based on you know things I see from programs. They want to continue the culture. Um, black bands is a culture, you know what I'm saying? And even if you're not a, at a black school, I mean, band impacted so many areas of my life. And most of us have had life-changing experiences because of music and because of band. And they want to pass that on. And some of it is too, 
I know for my high school band director was giving the gift of music to other people um, and allowing them to grow and foster themselves through that. And so even if they're not at a black school, it could be that they want to see people um, want youth that look like them to see that you can achieve these things. So do we want other positions? No. Do they want other positions? No. But I do think sometimes it's hard to be in those other positions because I know there are issues at HBCUs, but I think there can be other issues if you, you know, look like us in a, in a different space, you know? So I agree. I think you know, the grass isn't always greener on that other side. So I think that it's important for Black band directors to continue to um, share music with people that look like them and to be in those spaces and continue to show that you can do this. But it can be bad in both places. So I don't know that they necessarily want other positions. And the ones that are at HBCUs are continuing to push the culture forward. Because if we don't invest in it, if our people are not maintaining it, it will die. So, I mean, you have to, and we know some horror stories from HBCUs, you have to wanna be there. You do, it's, I mean, some of the stuff that we've seen through the years, you have to want to be there. Um, you do have some that are making a great deal of money, but they're also dealing with a lot of BS on the other side of that. Um, so. I think they want to be there. It's just, um, it's not always pleasant, but those other positions might not be as pleasant as we think they are either. So that's my thought on that. Um, I know chief, you said you wanted to say something and then I know Rick, you had a question, uh, chief, go ahead. And then, uh, Rick, you got it out there. Yeah, it was just, I think I interpreted the question. Um, when you said other, I didn't take it as, good or bad i took other as non-black well see that and 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 that's the thing right the the perceived notion is that the non-black would be the quote-unquote better oh no oh no 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 and that's why that's that's why i'm coming from that's why i said the perceived notion but go ahead i look so i'm in jersey so because i'm in jersey um you you see trash in every color like literally every color like so i mean i don't i don't i i don't see it the same because i don't teach in the south you know what i mean in the south there's like these areas that maybe you know there's no i don't know i mean even when you teach in newark it's not like all black most of my black students are like african you know they're not like black american they're african american like not like truly african from ghana or from nigeria or something like that so culturally there that's not the same either you know what I mean? It's not, the, it's not the same. It's like a disconnect sometimes with some of those kids based on some of the experiences they may have had or, or not have had. So I looked at other as like, just like non-black. And so in my mind, I was just thinking like, no, people don't want necessarily want a job that's something else. But I mean, if, if it came up, are you going to work? You know what I mean? You're going to work. Work is work at the end of the day. Um, and you just want, like, I think everybody was saying the administrative thing changes everything. That's the, that's the game changer. So administration can make you feel great about wherever you are, whatever the color of the kids are. But it's hard sometimes when you do have places that you want to, like Portia said, keep the culture going forward. Like right now, I just be honest, man, I'm trying to teach 
an HBCU culture where kids have never heard of HBCUs. They've never heard of the term. You know what I mean? Let alone any of the, oh, like we, that's literally so much time for us to explain what HBCUs are. You can give them a short answer, but I've been bringing up bands and bringing up people. That's why you see videos on my, on my timeline having Hampton there, having uh, Antti there. I got a Virginia State coming soon. So I'm like having other schools come up because I we need to, they need to see what the culture is about. But that's that's what I, I was just saying. I interpreted the question differently. That was all. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Rick. So my, my, my question is, so we all agree that, hell no. <laughs> we like, we're, you know, we love who we are. We love the skin we're in, right? But what? Let's talk about some of the negative things that could push a band director away from a position like we have. You show up to the school. The damn like we talked about administration. Ain't no instruments in the building. You know, you you have no. I'm I'm gonna preface my question, y'all, but with this, I have a friend who lives in Austin, Texas. His son goes to Henry Middle School. Everybody out there watching us right now. Type in Henry Middle School Band in YouTube and take a look at that middle school band playing grade five and six music. It will blow your mind. They're playing, they they played at CBDNA a couple of years ago and they played the Nelly Bell at CBDNA. That's that's legit when I saw literature. A middle school played it. So I just asked my friend, I was like, hey man, what are they doing that other band programs across the country aren't aren't doing. Here's the thing about Henry Middle School that a lot of people don't know. The band director at Henry Middle School is a black man. He is he is he is of the culture. He is he is absolutely a black man. But Henry Middle School y'all has some of the best resources you can think of. Every last one of those kids in that top program take private lessons. There is no option. But they do band throughout the summer. There is no option. You will be in this band during the summer. They um, have people um, like the expectation level is that those uh, students will do all these things to be a member of the band and the administration supports it wholeheartedly. It affects every facet of the program and it affects the high school. The high school that they feed is incredible. So that's the difference. You know, that's what makes a person like us. You can be the most talented band director in the world, but it's not just administration. It's the the environment that your band program exists in. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm a band director at an HBCU. I'm running 18,000 ensembles, teaching two classes, doing uh, advising work, and trying to handle the finances of my band. Meanwhile, my counterparts at the HB, at the PWI are teaching one or two ensembles at the most, maybe one class, not doing all that doggone advising and all that stuff. And they have an administrative assistant that they work with, with the, they make about $20,000 more than me. Who wouldn't want to go to that situation? It ain't many HBCU band directors making over a hundred thousand. Go look at how much Jerry Junkin makes at Texas, at University of Texas. It'll blow your mind. Over 200,000. You know what I'm saying? We sitting up here doing 10 times the amount of work for, uh, you know, a third of the pay. So my question is, y'all, 
Would you blame somebody for wanting better? No, I mean, if, even if you look at when we were in the Legion, we right. had five. Five. The Dream Team was five full-time band directors. Yep. They now have Mr. Bethea and Stephanie K. Sanders. Yeah. That's it. The rest of us have full-time jobs and work for other people. So what they've achieved with two bodies is crazy when we went from five to two we they lost three people and they have yet to replace them not and they didn't raise their salary either they didn't they didn't touch their salary they should two people running that bad oh, that's 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 so, so, go ahead I, I just i mean that's just one example so I mean, but but and so that's the thing. It's like with all what we've said today, we, we love the skin that we are in, like in regards to what Rick said, we love our culture, we love who we are. And honestly, we are we are the modern day, honestly, conductors for the Underground Railroad. Because what we're merely trying to do is give our students, this generation, an opportunity to go to college for free, if that's what they choose to do. You know, everybody's not going to go to college, you know, um, and that's facts. Right. But if you do want to go, go with a skill that can um, ensure that your family, your family doesn't have to come out of their pocket. Right. But look at how much you have to sacrifice of yourself. To ensure that, honestly, that you try to save the few, like you just said, Norfolk is an awesome band. But for them, for their administration to treat that staff like that, I mean, that shit is horrible. But that's the one. Y'all heard the rant I did about PV, and you went there. It was way worse when you were there than it was when I was there. But that's that's what I'm saying, Rick. Like, even, like, some of the things that I say, like, the shit not normal. Like, 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 when you, like, and and here's what brings my frustration we still dealing with them. They're like the days of segregation where it's like, I, I get enrollment, you know, you know, different costs of attendance, all of that good stuff. But there's a difference when you speak about equity, HBCUs from a fiduciary aspect is not equitable to a PWI and we're still playing catch up. But Quan, I, they- dis- I disagree wholeheartedly, bro. I don't mean to cut you off, but let me, let me throw a fasten into it. Right. I hear what you're saying, but look at it from this standpoint, Quan. My experience, having taught at an HBCU, Quan, is that they look at us as saying, you just need to be happy you got a job that with that band stuff. That's how they look at us, Quan. And the reason why I say that, Quan, is this. Those same people that we're talking about, they ain't making sixty dollars and $70,000 a year. All that damn work we doing, we there to 11 o'clock at night making 60, 70, 80,000. Some band directors are above 100, not many. I don't, the CFO at Prairie View when I was there, that man was making $188,000. His office assistant was making $100,000. When I first got to PV, Quan, I was there all night long and I won't make nowhere near that amount of money. Nowhere near. So the equitable part, yes, I agree with you on that. 
But the fiduciary part, I completely disagree because they ass wouldn't work for the amount of money that they expect us to work for. And that's and the I problem, think the that's problem what I'm that I have, Quan, is that for the most part, these programs are contributing to your overall enrollment, are bringing positive light to your school. I mean, if you looking at, I'm trying to be politically correct. Nah, damn it. I'll give you an example. At Norfolk State, and then the attention that the Legion brings. I mean, think about it. Prairie View, like the bald-headed stepchild. But, but at Prairie View, we had a twenty-year losing streak. But the Marching Stone was doing governors' parades. They did uh, was, uh Bush. they did Bush thing. You know what I'm saying? They was invited to Macy's, but you know we couldn't afford it. Uh, they was invited overseas at one point. Like I play with Beyonce. Yeah, but so 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 for me, it's kind of like so everything that we just said, right? We from the high school secondary level to the collegiate level. I mean, damn, do you blame like like when you put all that on the table? Do you actually blame when when if if you go to UConn? Do you really blame if you're trying to get that job at UT? But here's the other side of it: when you go there, I hate to say it like this, but then you got to prove to not be that that one black dude. Oh, that one black lady. Like, then you got to prove that. It's like, we always proving ourselves, bro. It, it sucks. Bro. Let me ask this question real quick. Uh, and, and there's a lot of things that, that I've been thinking about as you guys have been talking. But let me ask you this question. Because of the treatment that students receive at historically black colleges and universities, when they graduate and they get into the classroom and they deal with the, the woes of being inside of those classrooms and in, in, in our communities, do we feel or do you all feel like that seems to be, I guess, the 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 way it's supposed to go because of the way that we saw our band directors treated prior to? Like, do you think that that, that thought process of how the treatment is is passed down? So it's just like, man, I understand no. that this is part of the job. I'm just I'm just wondering if, if, what your thoughts are on that. No. I, go ahead, boy. No. I mean, because honestly, if I'm being honest, I don't think we experience at least not to this degree, this with Dr. Sanford. The, I feel like the administration gave him whatever he wanted. But and that's the reason why it was so easy for the administration to let him go, Portia. They were looking for him to mess up in some way, or shape, or form because he had so much power on campus. But I also, now I feel like, and I said this the other day, I also feel like some of what Norfolk is doing is because they've been making it happen with two people. That doesn't mean that that's sustainable. That does not mean <laughs> that, <laughs> you know. Um, I was about to say the same thing. It's not sustainable. Right. I, I mean, as the program grows, it, it's just not sustainable. Um, and I mean, people get tired. You got to understand, like, that is not feasible, what's going on. But I don't think that that's the expectation. You know what I'm saying? It's not the expectation. But we understand that it should be better. And I mean, we have to do what we can to force better. You know what I'm saying? But I don't think that's the standard because we saw it happen or see, see it happen. I want it to change. You know, what because are, why, why? Why? With our band programs, we make soul food out of scraps. And culturally, that goes back. So when you said, is it passed down? I do think it's passed down that mistreatment is passed down because it's expected to do the most with the, with the least. 
do the most with the least. And then um, when you do get a great situation, that ain't everywhere. That budget that Norfolk State had with Dr. Sam, that wasn't everywhere. We, how many CIAA schools could you count that had like pennies? Pennies. MEAC schools with pennies for their banded program. Like that's still the case now. So you may have a couple outliers in certain places, but when you are able to make soul food, which everybody loves, but it's not good for you, you know what I'm saying? That's that's what really happens. You make the you make you make something out of the scraps that you were given, and that type of vibe, I think, is what makes people think, well, shit, y'all can do it with that, then you will be all right. I mean, y'all ain't fall apart yet. I'll deal with it when it falls apart. You know, you got people who are uh, proactive and you have people who are reactive. They just react when it when it goes terrible or something happens big, now we gotta make a decision or we gotta do this and any other. But I, I was thinking this, I said, um, um, I mean, I don't know who gonna do who who do this, but I mean, in the next whatever time, it needs to be a legitimate like a band directors kind of like band director, like band directors union. And I was talking about that union thing because I'm like, there needs to be fair treatment. How many times do we see black women get passed over jobs? Yeah, you know, real talk. Like so many times, you see like highly, highly, way more qualified than some of these trash ass directors that are only good because their name is popular. And then you have a woman who can do way better job and shouldn't even get consideration. That shit is trash. And they need somebody. They need protection. Hey, they need protection. And I don't like. I don't like the idea of that because that means whether now because you're so used to that, we we start to settle for this mediocrity over and over and over. And then even in our own programs, we're recycling trash. Passing around band directors that are a whole bunch of mediocre ass teachers, and then we just have mediocre programs over and over. So that's why we having these conversations. But it's a, it, but it's almost Mario coming from an informed place for some of these programs because they realize that the only thing people see musically from their school is that marching band. Right. So they gonna hire right. the, they gonna hire the biggest name, perceived name in the marching band community. Like there's some people, I don't know them personally, and y'all know me. I don't care. They have all types of stuff, criminal records, everything else. And every Ooh. time I turn around, their name is on somebody's finalist list for a band director spot. Shots fired! Shots fired! You know, I'm going to be real. They ain't no damn shot. Hey. Nigga, this is like for real. And some of them don't even have music degrees. Some of them don't have music degrees. Hey, look, man, that bottom row of Quan's teeth is about to come out. Them gold. Nah, because because like like so here's the thing for me. Like as we sit here and think, bro, like my alma mater, Purview Marching Storm, practice outside, or they have to move their stuff all the way to the like. So we have the uh, music building, then we have what's called MSC. That's a um, stage there. They have to move their stuff there. Like we have, I think we're on engineer building number three. You feel what I'm saying? But you can't even build a new music. Like not being ugly, the Where marching the song. The Fine the Arts building is falling. You plan on coming to homecoming? Cause baby, when you see what we dealing with, bro. Talk. I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm. A, I really want to hit up Norfolk. I'm gonna try to get my kids to come you out. Be there. astounded at the amount of paint that's been put on <laughs> on the forefront. Dog, Hobart had mold in that one. had mold in that one time. But 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 I saw. I see in the comments like like what um what what uh Crystal says. She was like, we have Stockholm syndrome. It's like it's crazy because on one hand we be like, well, what about the kids, right? 
And then that admin be like, well, I'm a pimp him. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't, I don't know. That's why I was I applauded the, the Marching Storm students for what they did. Like, until we get, honestly, a point, and we all know this, and it's through American history, the only way that you're going to make change is when they affect their pocket. The only way you get them politicians to do what you want is when you affect their pocket. The only way you're going to get these admins at these HBCUs to change is when you affect their pocket. If everybody, real talk, think about it. If Norfolk had 280 again and all those 280 people was like, well, we're not going to play until we get more money. That, that honestly, that can honestly remove damn near president because they do it for the band director. So, I mean, it, it's sad, bro. All right. Man, this was a good way to, to kick this thing off. Uh, I didn't really think it was going to go, at least that one was going to go that far. But it did. And I'm glad it did, man. Yeah, uh, your weak-ass topic, Ashley. Hey, you, you, hey, you, you see how much you questions are showing. Hey, I, had to make, I had to make it better. Oh, no, no. Mario, Mario, no, I had to make it better because it was only at first. He said, 20 seconds, 20 minutes. Sprinkle some juju on that shit. Right, right. I had to season that question. You some all season on that. Shout out to all season. In the office? Anyway, uh, but I, 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 you know how I do, dog. I'm gonna let y'all rock. Whatever, I'm gonna let y'all go as far as y'all need to go. It's all good. All right, man. Let's keep this thing. This man got seasoned in this office. It's black, <laughs> right? You got some hot sauce in there too, though. Need a black. Oh, you got he got hot sauce packets in your wallet. Nah, bro. Nah, but I got. To, I gotta have Mrs. Dash now, bro. I can't have salt and pepper like that. <laughs> All right, man, let's keep this going, man. If you're just tuning in, welcome everybody to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, music education, and more, man. Y'all go ahead and smash that like, daddy. As soon as you come into the door, man, uh, get these likes up, man. We appreciate the conversations that you guys are having in the chat. So go ahead and smash that like, daddy. Also, please make sure you subscribe to the Passion Is Network and turn on notifications. This episode will be on all of your podcasts and networks on tomorrow. Just type in Real Talk That Talk, except for Apple Podcasts, where you can type in Talk That Talk, and it should come up right for you. Also, you can check out our merchandise at realtalkthattalk.com. I, I think I still have the HBCU band code for your 30% off. I don't know. I, I didn't check. I need to, to check. But if you go to realtalkthattalk.com and you want to get 30% off your purchase, just type in HBCU band. What? Why you, you shouldn't know anything? <laughs> Actually, I know quite a lot. All right, here we go. Uh, <laughs> let's move to the next topic. So I was having this conversation, uh, I want to say maybe about a month or so ago with um, a friend of mine. Um, well, actually, Sora. Um, and the conversation really got interesting because we started talking about, you know, directors well, I ain't gonna say Kwan's age more or less, but more or less Mario and Rick, us, those of us who came in the 2000s, right? And I, we started having these conversations about directors who were in seats during our time. And when we graduated and how a lot of us wanted certain positions where people didn't give up the seats because they wanted to stay in their seats until they retired. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure many, many of us have seen that happen. Uh, but what's starting to develop now is a lot of younger guys are getting into a lot of positions 
uh, some of which that a lot of us, not necessarily specifically us on the panel, but a lot of us who graduated during that time more than likely wanted or blah, 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 blah. But they're the young guys, so they kind of can relate to the kids and so on and so forth. So, um, and if I if you want me to clarify just a little bit more, I can. But the question is, was the 2000s era passed by? Was the 2000s era passed by? All right. Um, who did I start with last time, Chief? All right, I'm going to go back the other way. Portia. All right, don't worry about it. She, her eyes got big. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Flip that thing on around. Uh, Rick, go ahead, since you got all this to say. All right, go ahead, Rick. Your weak-ass question. Um, yeah, so, um, <laughs> was the 2000s passed over? No. And I'm going to preface everything I'm going to say with this. A job that would allow a student to become the band director, I ain't want that job anyway. That ain't, that ain't a job that I want, because obviously the people that are in a position to hire people aren't, they, they don't have the future success of that program in mind. They're thinking with that bandhead mentality, and I'm sorry, I don't want to go to a school that's looking for bandheads. I just don't. I'm looking for a school that wants to be a collegiate uh, institution, meaning that you have to have tenure track professors. You have to have people that are doing research, which is a question we haven't talked about a lot on the show at all. Part of being a great band director is, especially if you're in a tenure track position, is doing research that, you know, builds towards what you've been studying, what your passion is, what your life's work is. Um, I don't want to go somewhere where the only thing they want is marching band. That will not be a job that I apply for ever. Not wasting my time. So that's the, I'll preface by saying that. The, the, the thing about our, the 2000s generation, so my freshman year in Norfolk State was 2000. So this is my generation of people. The problem, I think, Julie, is that there's nothing matter the matter with having somebody that's young. There's not. I mean, Mr. Adams, a lot of people don't know. When Mr. Adams started teaching, Mr. Adams was in his late teens, early 20s. Mr. Adams went to college when he was 15 years old. old. Yep. This man, this man started teaching when he was 19. So, and we all know who Mr. Adams is. I, if you in the HBCU band world and you don't know who Paul I. Adams is, you ain't in the HBCU band world. You up there front. And all you youngsters, if you don't know who Paul Adams is, you need to pull your notepad out and go do some goddamn homework. All right? Mr. Adams started he was young. Dr. Sanford started when he was in his early 20s. When he took over Virginia State, uh, when Dr. Griffin was there, he wasn't that much older than Dr. Griffin. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing the wrong, the matter with age. What we're talking about right now is what Quan says all the time on this show. We're talking about qualified people. Are there enough people that are qualified from the from you know to do these jobs? I think there are a lot of people that are qualified to do the jobs, but those people may not be seeking or may not have the name cachet that some people do when it comes to this. So I, I think that's a part of it. The other part of it is this. And Quan, I'm going to stay off of that because I know you're probably going to talk about it. So I'm going to stay off. Of it. Um, the other part of it is this. What is the vision for some of these band programs that, you know, these schools are looking for? What do they want out of these programs? We don't hear that a lot. 
you know, said institution, what do you want the future of your program to look like? Are you just putting somebody in that position to fill in and make sure the marching band keep going and we get the YouTube clicks? You know, we got to remember this, y'all. Our This generation you're talking about, the 2000s generation, started this band head mess. Like, we always had people that were, that loved marching band, but those people from those previous generations also had master's degrees in music and doctorate degrees in music, not in leadership or in, um, in school administration or counseling or whatever. And they run in somebody's band program because most institutions say all you have to do is have a master's. That's why you start to see a lot of major institutions saying you have to have a doctorate to get this position. You have to have a doctorate in music. Because they they not playing that game. Oh, Lil Pookie got a lot of name cachet in the uncut group. So he would be a good candidate for this band. No. So I think at the end of the day, your school, the school said institution has to have a standard that they're looking for. And for our our era, we got to step up and, and to the plate and know what the hell we want to do. Any band program, I'd stand in front of us. Like I said in the last segment will be a great band because I know exactly what I want to do. When ensemble jazz, all those things count. So that's it. I, I I tend to always laugh when you come up with these random names, Lil Pookie. Uh <laughs> and I forgot what you call my man on the bass drum. But uh <laughs> let me let me ask you guys a question before uh the next person or not ask a question but just kind of give you a thought. Um I don't know what it was like. I know what it was like for me, Mario and Rick, for the most part. Uh, Quan, I don't know what it was like when you were in school and anybody watching, I don't know what it's like for you guys. I just remember <clears throat> certain situations where you did have a massive amount of uh, talented people um, who who were capable of doing certain things, but were never given the opportunity. We're not put on the podium to do X, Y, and Z, or put out there, or got their arrangement out in a lot of circumstances or situations. Um, whereas I look at today's generation because there are a lot more younger people in seats, they're like, all right, I'm going to give you a chance to do that. And so that's what, that's also the perspective of where I'm coming from. I'm not saying that what you said was, was anything that was wrong with what, what you said, Rick, but I'm also coming from that perspective as well, uh, where it was just kind of like, this is my band and I ain't going to let too many, be, too many of y'all young, y'all got to get it well, how we got it. Versus nowadays, you see a lot of these band directors allowing these younger younger guys to get their arrangements out or being able to be in front of a program and so on and so forth. So that's also what I'm talking about as well, uh, just to kind of give a little bit more a little bit more context as well. All right, um, since Rick brought him up, go ahead, Corn. You got it next. All right, so all these questions are just triggering. <laughs> uh, I just I just feel like the end of the day, bro. I I don't have an issue. Um, I graduated from school two thousand six, high school two thousand six. I graduated from Prairie View two thousand eleven. Um, I do think we still have the last generation or regime of older uh, band directors who like say, "I'm gonna die in the seat." We know a few still, like we like that's just it. Just what is what it is. Right. I don't have an issue with 
you hiring somebody that's qualified. I have you, I have an issue with hiring people are dumbing down your standard as a university and department. That's that's my bottom line issue. I mean, you can make a sound clip and, and pass it around, and, but I'm gonna say this and it's the truth. I have an issue where talk that at least if you don't have a master's in music, but you're trying to be a band director. I got an issue with that. I have an issue where talk that you're getting jobs only off the strength of ranging. I have an issue with that because being a band director is so far and so more than just arranging. If that's the case, I could be like, say, Rick, I'm going to commission you to be the arranger. And I can do the other uh, admin work as a band director and I can create this sound that I want. You know what I'm saying? Um, we've had conversations on this phone where we know some directors of bands, they don't even arrange because they got to focus on the other aspects of it, right? But I have an issue with the people that real talk don't have a master's in music, but they have these positions. But you're continuing the narrative of this band head culture because your conducting pattern sucks. That matters. Your uh, pedagogy and philosophy of teaching as an educator sucks. You're also influential. So you're honestly influencing more band heads instead of well-rounded musicians. And this is the bottom line. You have a lack of freaking, almost curse. You have a lack of freaking maturity that honestly puts a stain on the university when you do illegal shit with the students. So you ended up cursing anyway. Go ahead. Yeah, I did because I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to be because it's frustrating because here's the truth. Everybody loves mess. And when it comes to HBCU, we talked about this show about protecting our own. So if we're going to protect our own, as soon as something bad happens, we smear it. But then we say we for the culture. But then at, in the same breath, we you could do a background check because let's be real. You can Google a person's public records, but you still put them on. Like, I don't, I don't. I don't get that. We say we want change. Like real talk. I said that I wanted to lose weight, but every Tuesday, bro, I was in that Popeye's line. I'm just being honest. Right? It I wasn't until butter on both sides. Oh, uh, uh, that BOB, you feel me? At raising canes. But the truth is, until a doctor told me, say, bro, um, if you want to live long, you might want to change some things. And so my thing, if these universities want to live long. They need to change some things. If you want truly to bring back integral music programs and music departments, man, we got to start thinking different, bro. And I don't, it's not about uh, age. It's about maturity. Can you truly be mature for this seat? Can you separate, you know, uh, the aspect of like, this is the student and I'm the teacher. Can you be mature you know, in that position that honestly, that position as being director of bands is a prestigious seat. And I feel like personally, we just giving it out to people no different than a YouTube sensation. Not in every situation, but at most, honestly, for what's going on. And that's my two cents on that, bro. Before I say something that's really bad.
I'm going to take off the unfiltered part of this show. Y'all be filtering, y'all. Because we still are teachers, bro. I know. I know. I get it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You, you only go so far, the gold teeth will let you. All right. Uh, <laughs> Cause that's Kwanla. You got the little. I'm gonna say. Enjoy it, but go ahead. No and yes, and I'll start with no. Um, because the the way I'll say that is, I I know. Let me use myself for an example. When um I left Norfolk State, um as section leader, I knew eventually, kind of, I wanted to coach you know later or do something to continue to do something um that I was passionate about you know I love being a silk I love twirling like I wanted to pass that along in some way shape or form but I understood at that time that I was not the one in the position to do so like it took a lot of years of growth development understanding the difference between the students when we were in the band and the students now um, understanding that my mentality as the section leader and who Portia was then understanding there's a difference in how I needed to be as a coach. All of that took time. And so I, I could have coached if the opportunity had been given to me back then, I would not have done a good job. I would not have been the best fit for those students. Um, so I understood then that I needed that growth. I needed that opportunity. So I didn't even think. The other thing is that I knew it was so many beasts, Silkats, that had come before me. Like, I mean, sometimes right now I'm still like, I can't believe I'm the coordinator. Like, it's so many dope people that came before me. So, you know, in that instance, I wasn't looking for the seat at that time. I wasn't passed over. It wasn't my time. Um, But what I will say is far as yes during that time the mentality of the band directors and the people who were over the programs we were exposed to were you had to pay your dues to get where i am so you need to pay yours um and then we there was evidently this shift to where we don't really care about your experience your arrangements are getting the most likes um we're playing more of your arrangements than some anybody else the students really like you so here's the seat so it was this jump from one extreme to the other like I had to wait you know all these years to get that job to now you just left here about two years ago but you don't so here it go so kind of yes and no I wasn't looking for it so no I wasn't passed over because I wasn't looking for it at the time I I knew I needed more but yes in that there's some transition in my opinion to what was expected for the seat and how you got to the seat to now given the seat I I do have one quick just thought so do y'all feel like because we was just talking about like administration do you feel like people put those younger kids on because they're hype and they're willing to really work for nothing. That's, that, that's where I'm going. That might be part of it. Cause when you got Mar- Mario was like, Hey, don't take my shine. That's where I'm okay, going. Go ahead. <laughs> you want to go ahead and hit it chief? Yeah. So uh, a couple things, man. Um, do I think some people in 2000s era was passed over? I feel like the yard line, the yard line was moved. 
we talked about earlier on where people were coming out of school with their bachelor's degree and getting jobs on the college level and then being brought under wings to grow. That changed in the early 2000s. But the question is why? The reason why it changes because that's the beginning of all of the technology changes, the blogging, faith, um, marching sport, the fifth quarter, all those things that really started to kick a lot of steam in the early 2000s. Um, and then the, the kind of the advent of people starting to just have their opinions be shared and not have to, you know, have those, uh, oh, you got to come in and actually teach a class so we know how you are or whatever, you know, whatever you're about. And then it became more about like what you, you know, what people said about you, what your aura was and your rapport was with other people. And that word of mouth thing started to spread so much that that became, instead of it being one thing to help a person, it became the thing that a person went from, like making a decision based off of. And I feel like that's kind of where things went with a lot of director. And then you get into a space where, oh, we get into the 2020s and you have these young, um, exciting young band directors that there's, we've changed the shift. You know, it used to be about who's, trumpet section was this or whose trombone section we used to talk about more sections back in the day now we talk about arrangers and we talk about the 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 young arranger that's running across the field or got or doing extra antics in the stands or doing those things became more about the show of the person in front and so that is exciting to older band directors that's been sitting in those seats because that you say 2000s era people that era got passed by so a lot of those people didn't become college directors so then they're older now and now they need a young head to come in there to give them all that energy because they ain't really ready to retire yet so they have a young person come in there and do most of the work so this happens a lot of times many older band directors who don't have the energy to still be as vibrant as they once were they find a young energetic person to come in there to to work you know under them um in a way that you know they pay them a little bit of money but long as they have the title of oh man you're on the staff at this whatever university it makes it seem like, oh man, I got this title. So they get excited about that. So, and that's happened at a couple universities and stuff like that. But I think it has, I won't say totally passed up, but I do see some situations where there are people who could have been amazing college directors from the 2000s from Norfolk State that should be at Norfolk State. And I'll end it there. Um, I, I was going to say something. Well, I'm, I'm going to say it anyway. Um, <clears throat> so one of the things that, that, and that's just, this is just kind of piggy, kind of piggybacking off of what, what uh, Chief just said. Um, one of the things that I, I just find or I found interesting when, when I was having this conversation with the songwriter was most of those guys or girls in the 2000 era um, who were vying for, you know, certain positions or wanted to be kind of taught or, you know, be taken under some people's wings and all that ended up in a lot of cases, either a, and I'm not saying this, this is hap this has happened in totality, but I've seen and conversed with a couple of people, either a went down to, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing, went down to either the middle school or the elementary perspective, or just left the profession completely. And I feel like it's a lot of the reason is just because they felt like they were passed by or they weren't given those opportunities. And so that's why, you know, and, and, and I, and I feel like that's why I, I felt like this was very interesting because now, as you said, chief, a lot of those dudes are older. 
So they're not the ones that are connecting with these kids. Now they have, right. they may now be the high school directors, right? But it's kind of like, well, now I got to get on the ticker talker and learn how to do this and do that to try right. to make, make myself seem cool, you know? And right. it, it's kind of like, yeah, well, you ain't the cool dude no more. Right. You know? So I, and, and, and that was more or less the conversation that, uh, I was having, and so it was kind of like I just was like, man, I don't know, man. This may be a young dude's game now, you know, um, because that's just. I mean, I accept the fact that I'm an older dude, you know. But, but but here's the thing: it may be a young man's game, but this is this is still a teaching game. And so what I realize about students, period, is like they can tell, bro. Like when you get in front of them and, and you trying to make shit up, like they like. Sometimes I think we discredit this generation to where it's like, hey, they still know what good teaching is. They still know what a well-organized practice is. They may look at the YouTube clips, but what I realize is great teaching will always trump popularity. And it's like when you show them the difference, this is what a good sound sounds like. And then you teach them on how to produce that. They're they're likely they want to go to the answer because we're still dealing with a Google generation. So if they say, "Well, Mr. Mitchell, how you do that?" Okay, well, I don't know how, but let's Google. Like they still want. They're still that generation of kids that want to know the answer. So even though these people are popular, and like I say, and we're not speaking about all these young band directors, but the ones who are not honestly pedag- that doesn't teach proper pedagogy like eventually like you're gonna be exposed bro and i don't like and that's just what it is i mean i i don't i don't disagree with what you're saying i but you i put it this way you sent me a video <laughs> and in that video they they eating him up but does that necessarily mean he can teach you well, know, can I can I add one more piece of yeah. that happening around the 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 culture? But go ahead, Rick. I, I just gotta add one more piece too, and this is the part I guess was gonna be you know, y'all know me. It's gotta be controversial. Whatever. Well, come on with it, Rick. Whatever. Um, oh, damn time. The people we talking about can actually do the job. That's this conversation we've had up until now. Yep. There's a lot of motherfuckers that graduated with us that weren't good. Right. Just because you old don't mean you can do the job. Just because you went to school to study music don't mean you can be a band, somebody's band director. I Especially agree. at the collegiate level. There's a level of expertise that's there that you have to have to do this job at a high level. I kept my mouth shut, man. I was trying to be nice, y'all. Ain't no nice. The money is, but, we, you know, Mario, I know you gonna remember, you and Julie gonna remember because y'all were in the band room when this happened. We had music majors that couldn't pass sight singing to say they dang on life. They can't sing a B flat at all. And they gonna be somebody's band director? They can't do rhythms. <laughs> they can't sight read. They can't do none of this stuff. But they expect to be the band director at Southern University. I don't blame Southern. If you if you can't if you gonna come in here and you can't do nothing, you ain't gonna stand in front of this band program. I'd rather take the young dude that know what he's talking about than somebody just because they got age. You know, like, there's there, this is a multifaceted conversation, y'all. Like, there's so many... To be honest, y'all, the people that teach at the collegiate level specifically 
should should be the the most talented of us. If we look at this like the NFL or whatever that is, you know, you have to go to high school and college before you can make it to the NFL. They put that rule in place for a reason. You know, whether it's a financial one, whether it's that, but I think that those that are educating the future educators should be the amongst the best of us. And so I think that 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 addresses what we've all been saying is that at the end of the day, you have to have standards. You know, y'all know me. That's what I've been saying on this show from the very beginning. You're only as good as what you what you learn and what you know and where you come from. We can't expect to have a whole generation of great high school bands if people are going to band programs that are terrible. You know, just because it's fun. You know, we talked about that on the show. Oh, it's fun. It's going to keep the kids excited. Yeah, that's great. But then what? Because eventually those kids are going to become adults <laughs> and they're going to have to be able to do something. If we want this HBCU band culture or music in general to continue to flourish at our schools, we're going to have to start teaching something. And so, you know, that's where my frustration comes from, Quan, is that like you said, you you look at these programs, and there's a lot of un, uh, a lot of unqualified people in these positions. But on the other side of that, all we're doing is hurting black people. If you can't compete, I mean, they, like they try to make it a black white thing, so let's go to the black white thing. If you can't compete with the kid that's graduating from UT or from Texas Tech or from North Texas or or University of Michigan or my wherever, if you can't compete with that person, then you're not going to get the job. There are a lot of us, you know, think about this, y'all. How many times, and I'll pose this question, how many times, y'all, have we sat and had conversations, Mario and Julian, about how terrible certain facets of our music education was at the school we went to? Some people look at Norfolk State as being the bastion of, of uh, one of the, you know, pinnacle of of great bands. You know, they always sound good. Yeah, we might not like that what their music that they play, but you can't take away from the fact they sound good. Think about all those conversations we had about shitty classes we had at Norfolk and how unprepared we felt going into other situations. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we were amongst the most talented people in our in our um in our classes. So we can beat around the bush, y'all. The fact of the matter is the school has to prepare the student to go out and learn how to do the gig. Because like I said before and people got mad at me, band directing and music is a profession. It's not just something you like. It's something that requires expertise. You must continue to grow at it to be good at it. But on the other hand, you also got to be passing that back. You have to set up an environment so that when you, I could die tonight, God, you know, forbid that happen. But hopefully I can say I touched the lives of some young people and I taught them something that's going to help them be a better band director. And that's my mission. My mission ain't about me. Y'all, y'all know me. Everybody on this panel knows me. I ain't never been nobody, the type of dude to big myself. I don't do that. Y'all, I can't, I can't stand that. People tell me, oh, Rick, you did this and that. I feel uncomfortable when people do that. Because I do it not for the accolade. I do it because I know it's the right thing to do. And like you said, Julian, when I told my story about when I was a kid, I look back on that time and I say I'll never put somebody else in the position that I felt that I was put into so many times. So understand, y'all, that all you kids in college, this job is hard. 
And some of you aren't going to be able to cut it at this level. No matter how big an idea you think you have, it's more to it than that, like Quan said. So I'll leave it there. You got to get somebody else to end off all these topics. Next time, Quan, you going to end it. Well, whatever. You you just mad because you had that weak-ass <laughs> question at the beginning. We had to put some seasoning on it. We had to put some I, of that. First of all, first of all, I don't oh, ever yeah. mind y'all sprinkling anything on it. Sprinkle it, okay? You can put some glaze on it if you want to. Ugh. Just glaze. There you go. Put it straight cream. Straight cream. <laughs> I'm more of a beignet guy to me. Oh. <laughs> Get your big nets. All right, man. Let's <laughs> let's keep this thing moving, man. If you just tuned in, man, welcome everybody to talk to talk. We have the unscripted, uncomfortable conversation. Dang, I missed the word. Unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band HBCU band culture, music, music education, and more, man. Y'all go ahead and smash that like, daddy, man. As soon as you come into the room, I just seen Crystal put it in there. Uh, and go ahead and get these likes up. Go ahead and smash that like button. Also, please make sure you subscribe to the Passion Is Network and turn on notifications. Oh, and this episode will be up tomorrow on all your podcasts and networks. Just type in Real Talk That Talk or on Apple Podcasts, type in Talk That Talk. All right. Next question. Uh, this actually kind of ties into what we what the last uh, question was. Are directors focused on individual success or program success? Are directors focused on individual success or program success? Um, Quan, go ahead. Uh, that's hard. That's hard. Uh, I'm being honest. It's, just, it's hard for me. That's that's hard for me to answer because I know as a band director, it's not about me. Um, for the young band directors that I speak speak to and you know music majors and whatnot that i speak to the first thing that i tell them that this has to be a calling like this is not this is not a job where it should be about you if that makes sense and the reason why um this question stands out to me is because um the score podcast with erica menez and justin mclean uh they were basically like kind of like talking about this topic as well because they were talking about adjudication and different things like that. But if your motive is to go to UIL to get those ones to satisfy you, then then honestly, you're, you're participating in adjudicated events for the wrong purpose. Because now you're you're talking you're talking about me and this is my band. This is what I'm doing and I'm preparing. But the truth is, are you preparing the students overall? So if you're doing it with that motive, then yes, you're wrong. But if your focus is I'm going to participate in UIL for the beneficial of the kids, for the growth, to place them in, in events and environments that uh, allows them to blossom and grow, then that's different. So that's one situation. In regards to the collegiate level, if you are on the Internet talking and kind of like you a Suge Knight, you know, if your band director not on the stand doing this, come to death row university. Well, if you're doing it, yeah, that's egotistical. But if you're allowing other individuals to brag on you, and I think that's just what type of person I am. Uh, I put out that, you know, the blessing for the $10,000 because it was a blessing. But 
of the other, you know, accomplishments that we have and things that goes on that's positive, allow other people to brag on you. But that's just how I was reared. So, I mean, that's that's kind of that question is literally for that individual. I do feel like there are some egotistical um, directors that that want to be in the camera that may be insecure about other areas in their life. Like retard, they got to be in the front. But I just I'm just the type of person. I, I just follow people that have the same mindset and same heart as me. You know, I'm going to just choose uh, this particular college. I've never seen, you know, FAMU directors, real talk, get out there and be wilder. I've never seen the same thing from Norfolk. But I know some band directors, high school and college, man, they be wilder. So, I mean, it's, it's, so it's about them, you know, when they when they do that. But again, like we just said, some, some of that, that gets the likes. I'm sorry. I was, I was listening to you. I was looking at Portia the whole time. It was like she, she was moving that head like you was up there preaching. But, I, uh, chief, uh, our directors focus on individual success or program success. Come to Death Row University. <laughs> I'm just fucking around. No, real talk. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, nobody can hear you, Quan. Is it? You said what? Quan was talking to nobody can hear. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's a new shirt, Death Row University. That's, that, Death Row University. I said I thought of the same sure, thing. You know, let me tell you, man. Um, it's an interesting topic, man, because I've actually got, I've got some grief from my principal this year, um, and principals in the past because, and my and my supervisor in music, like she, I, she came yesterday. We were finishing up practice, and uh, she came and saw us out there, and she was like. I was like, yeah, you know, we had um, I had Hampton here and I had Auntie here, and we just finished this uh competition, and we did this other thing at uh, Trinity Church, real big church in New York, and we had a couple of things. I was just letting her know a couple of things. She was like, I know, I didn't know you were doing any of that. Like you, like you got to send this to me. I am the worst. I'm my worst enemy when it comes to like promoting myself. I don't say enough what I do, but New Jersey is all about in Newark all about you promoting yourself like everybody here is like put yourself out like oh i did this and i did this and i'm this person and i, I just i just can't get jiggy with that shit man i just it's just not who i am i just can't i just can't yeah i just can't it because it feels like it's not authentic to who i am so i just i just rather do what i do man like if my students going to school then shit that's what it's all about and then you the question is like program success in program success, all of our success, like like shit, your programs striving and shit. We all striving. And we when I mention program, I say our program. I don't even like unless somebody's talking to me that doesn't know my band, I'll say, Yeah, it's my band program. You know what I mean? But when I'm talking to the kids, I say our. Like when we talk about the band room, this is y'all, this is our band room. We are all a part of this. We all are responsible for how this thing looks, sounds, and everything going forward. I'm the person in charge. I said, what I want to strike in y'all is, is is musical appreciation and love for the art form. Regardless of who's on this podium, you still got a lot of music. I just gave a whole conversation to somebody before they left. I had a workshop today with um a great drummer by the name of Elvester Garnett. Check him up if you don't know who that is. He, he's a beast. And um, I was saying I, the reason I love music is because it's always honest. You know what I'm saying? It's honest to us when, when people aren't. It's the one thing that stays consistent. And so when I think about being being involved with an art form that like delicate and beautiful, I just can't put myself above or any anywhere in the stratosphere of that type of like arrogance, man. Um, 
one of the things that happened to me at Norfolk is that um, I came in arrogant and it wasn't arrogant because, and it wasn't arrogant because I was better than everybody it was arrogant because I was like Detroit made us like, like aggressively arrogant. Well, not arrogant, but like, like show your shit, like whatever you about show it. So I was always a person that like, if you say you this, let's play right now. I was always that person. So it was more about that. Like I was always ready to prove myself. And I think Miss Allen put that, put that in us. And so one of the things that she always used to say, like, you know, like, was that what that was a part of our culture. So I can't imagine like a pro- building a program where I'm like standing on a, like up on the top, like a mountainside, like a Moses and shit, you know what I'm saying? Just like, I don't know. I don't, but do directors do that? Absolutely. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, it's a bunch of band directors that do that, man. They all think they and it's more now. Yeah, it's like a lot of them now. So like, much like, of it. Band directors. It's like, like, so... even when we were talking about that earlier, I said you used to talk about sections. Like I remember early people used to talk about sections. Now you say full bands and band directors. Sections have been replaced by talking about what band director, what staff, and who wearing what. And like I'm like this shit corny as shit. Like what about the players? Like, people actually playing the music or producing the the, the product. Like the, the kids who are out there, like so. Yes, to answer the question, our band directors focus on individual success. Some of them, yeah, absolutely. Some of them are um, the ones that are, and I can't even say the ones that are successful because you can always find exceptions to stuff. Um, but it's an unfortunate thing because it doesn't it feeds the ego. Which then, what do you think that breeds? If you're in a program and you're doing that, that's gonna breed a whole new generation of that same arrogant bullshit. And then like. We don't need no more of that in this in this world because we got a bunch of arrogant people who have sensitive ass emotions who can't handle no's. So now you have arrogance and sensitivity. Like you got to pick one. Shit, pick a struggle. Like, I don't know. And what's, cra- what's, what's crazy is Mario. They then put that egotistical attitude in some of these kids who will then become band directors, but they're not as good as the person. And that's what I'm saying. Like, and so then they, they, now they, they, they can't handle it. They can't handle yeah. being told that they're not good at something. Yeah. You can't, they can't handle it emotionally. I'm like, bro, man, y'all, we got to figure this out. Dog. Everybody can't be so sensitive. Dog. We, we be tripping. I, I can't, it's hard being a teacher now, as y'all know, like teaching high school, middle school kids, it is hard because everything is so damn sensitive. You can't say nothing. Can't do nothing. You tell a kid it wasn't right, and here's how you do it. They have an emotional breakdown. It's like, damn, like this is difficult. So it's too much work to be done. My bottom line is this: there's too much work to be done to be arrogant. It's nonstop work. So that's why I'm. I ain't even hear what you said. I said it's because you're old, man. You you just said you can't get jiggy with it, dog. Like, yeah. Hey man, no, man, it was it was the play on it. I can get. You I know, I know what you're talking yeah. about. I got you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Portia, go ahead. I think for me, the answer is absolutely. And not all of them, but to me, it's blaring because the way we were taught at Norfolk was you don't run your mouth. You show and proof. You show who you are through what you present. We were never, we never were that band. And so now when I see band directors uh, on the internet talking junk about other programs. They get ready to have a battle. Y'all done filmed a whole commercial about what y'all gonna do. Then you get to this event and it's not. Lackluster as shit. You sh- right. You should have been uh, at practice instead of filming this whole damn video with takes and, sh- and stuff. Like, 
the energy is not going to the right place. I had never seen so many videos where now the camera goes from the band to the band to whoever to the band director conducting. Why we need to see that? I'm sorry. I, I don't care about that. I want to see the, the, the students. Um, it's so many videos. It's funny to me now when bands are going down the street, all these people walking in the front. Today ain't your day. You'll never see me in the stands with the silk ass doing nothing with them on performance day. My job was doing a week. This daytime to shine. I don't even understand that. I have seen so many videos where coordinators in there checking on them. Are y'all okay? If they not, they know how to come out the stands. What is this? These adults. I, what, what is going on? But it's, it's I mean, I, it's videos where coordinators, the band coming down the street, the coordinator taking videos of them behind you. Why? Why? It's not about you today. But it's been some kind of transition where... I need you to know who I am. I need you to know what my function is. And all I care about is that they go out there and kill because I know the work that they put in throughout the week or two weeks or whatever. I know that this is their creativity being put on display. That's what I care about. I don't understand how, but William Bethea don't even have a social media account. If something going on on the internet, we got to tell him. Right, right. He <laughs> don't know what be going on. What y'all talking about? He don't have Facebook, Instagram, nothing. He cause, and he he don't. I mean, for what? What I need that for? We keep trying to tell him like you need to have something and you know go live every now and once again. And he's like, no, I got too much work to do to be doing all that. The work, but work. It's a lot going on, especially if you watch these videos when they going down the street and stuff. You'd be like, who the hell is all them people? And what are they doing? But it, it's gone from what's the best for the program to I want to be seen. Yeah, it be, it's the conducting for me too. And it'd be, uh, do, are you passionate about all them songs or is this the show? You put, I mean, it'd be so, I, dude, 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 is, is, it, is it all that? It's not all that, but you realize this camera Pop on you. Hey, yo, I, I, I gotta bring this up, Rick. That one, that one uh, game that we was at because we were going to play something the following week. Hey, man, I, I, we gotta find that video, of Rick conducting, <laughs> doing crazy conducting patterns. I'm sorry, I'm, bad I'm telling you, it be it's a lot going on, and I I don't you not that you wouldn't normally conduct like that, but you realize this camera on you, so you want your little shine. And that's that. It's, it's too much. It's It's been a transition. I'm telling you, when we would go down the street, Dr. Sanford would get missing. Y'all don't remember that? You only see him to about halftime. Where you been? What you been doing? But he wasn't out in the front. Okay? Well, I, I ain't trying to be funny, but that's kind of a suspect, sis. I don't, I don't want to put out, you but know. He wasn't, I, 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 this like is who that. I am. <laughs> Watch me lead them down the street. But he did get missing, guys. I used to be like, "What? What is going on?" Just saying, don't keep that up out there, you know. <laughs> man, man, when it, maybe we had to go right. into the bathroom. Maybe the drum majors go. got it, but we also have drum majors who are drum majors. They not necessarily show pieces. Shots fired! Shots fired! I say, okay. So since you brought that up, where was like? It's only a few drum majors that's actually uh, doing drum major jobs. I'm just saying. Uh, in 2020, as of May 18, 2022, just saying. 
All right, we'll we'll make sure we put that down as a topic. We talk about drum majors and the drum major role. <laughs> I mean, I I I I I'm gonna say it like this, and I'm gonna get up off of it, okay? Because I want to let Rick glaze this topic. Um, Norfolk was probably about the only place I seen where drum majors actually work, like actually did drum major work. So we we can make we can make that a dead. We can make that a topic. All right, Rick. Let's go ahead and glaze this topic. Our directors focus on individual success or program success. Uh, I don't know, man. I can't speak very well. I don't really have much to offer, man. I think y'all had a lot of good commentary there. Uh what? Yeah, yeah, man. I think I think it was I think y'all pretty much hit everything. I think the biggest thing for me is, you know, our directors focus on the individual success. They should be. You ain't doing you ain't doing this just to, you know, just for the students. You know, a lot of these directors, these positions that they have lead to other opportunities, sponsorships, other things that can lead to financial success. But the band director, ain't nothing wrong with that. I think what we're talking about is when you put your own personal success over the success of your program. I think that's what we're talking about. True, I want more band directors. We need to have more people that look like us be considered in these conversations. Everybody know who Jerry Junkin is. You know, when in the band world, you hear the name Jerry Junkin, UT. You hear the, you know, you hear some of these greats throughout history, Frederick Fennell, Ithaca. You think about uh H. Bob Reynolds, you think about all these people that, you know, their names are synonymous just like Nathan Hamer. You know, just like Isaac Gray, just like O'Neill Sanford. So I don't think there's anything wrong with focusing on self, you know, uh, advancement. What were you saying, Shaquan? No, what I was about to say, I I respectfully disagree. I think as the person that you are and then who who we are striving to be, everybody on this panel, we know who Jerry Junkin is. We know who Percy Granger is. We know who those individuals are. Being honest... A lot of people don't even know who who Paul Adams is. A lot of people don't even know Lindsey Sargent or his brother. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people, people know the low key pillars. The Dr. Isaac Griggs. After him, we know um, um, Nathan Hamer. Nathan Hamer was the was the original band director of, of World Fame. I'm drawing by uh, oh, uh, uh, Penel. Well, before him, it was Conrad Hutchinson, right? Conrad Hutchinson. Yeah. And so, of course, Dr. Purnell, like we know the ones, the few that, that are hit, you know, hit hit or miss. I, I think you're just well-rounded. And I think going back, that's what shows some of the ignorance of our culture that we're forgetting the past. But I, but I disagree with that, though, because Dr. Griggs wasn't up there acting a fool on the podium. He might have been doing that stuff behind the scene, but I ain't never seen no video of him Whirling, waving his arms all over the place. I think his stuff came from he had one of the most popular bands. They were on national TV. Like Mario said, this is before social media. <clears throat> but we know that name because every Thanksgiving we saw Dr. Pennell and Isaac Gregg's on national TV. That was for a lot of us, that was the only time we saw HBCU bands. I know it was for me. You know, my dad was working. He won't take me to no doggone games on the weekend. Until so BET me, started hitting it. Right. So those people made their name for like Emory Fears. I was surprised how many people know who Emory Fears is. But the fact of the matter is, 
Emery Fears was one hell of a musician. You know what I'm saying? Like, I talked to Juliet. They were playing Lincolnshire Posey and stuff like that back in, you know, the 70s and 80s as HBCU bands. That's what those programs were doing. When you thought Southern University, it won't just a human jukebox. Southern had one of the craziest jazz programs out there. You know, Branford Marcellus, all um, all these guys that came from that school, you know, Alvin Batiste, all these these goats of jazz came from that school. You know what I'm saying? And involvement in the community, man. I, you know, it's it's like our brother said. Sometimes you got to show your work. You got to put your work up, and your work got to speak for itself. You can run your damn mouth and shake your ass all day as much as you want. The fact of the matter is, I got a is, question, Rick. I'm sorry. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. It, can a southern person uh thank you thank you because i know what you're about to say i know what you're about to say but go it's ahead it's bring not I, it's bring that mustard is it bring that mustard is that's what he's saying before they start when they crank up something i i, I thought it was that but i don't okay, know if he was mr jackson he would he would say that was it Mr. Jackson? I, yeah, yeah. I oh no somebody said it right in the comments i was about to say no i watched a lot of southern when i was i watched doc Wallen. he was doc would get up there and, and yeah they, <laughs> he was a they, character they, dude doc, yes they they get it from doc the 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 video no, I'm not saying he wasn't a character. I'm telling you, I haven't seen no videos of him conducting on the wrong on the wrong beat. One, two, three, four. One, three, four, two. Like I've seen some videos of some mess <laughs> up there. I ain't seen. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, he can. Uh, he had a big person. Okay. Hell, I got a big personality. But at the end of the day, what he could say is, "Here's my work. Show me yours. Here's forty years." of my band program being amongst the best band programs in the country, universally recognized. You know, I didn't like Southern growing up because I'm from Norfolk. You know, I, that was the style I liked. But it was no denying that they were they were one of the best bands in the country. Julian White can say, hey, like he had to get, he had to like struggle to put his work up on the table. Uh, uh, there go my work. What, what can you do with that, young fella? That ain't what we got now. What we got now is, hey, here goes my YouTube channel. Go check that out. That's that's my word. But 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 then that goes back to the aspect of what we were saying for the last question. Like, it's that individuality and that that ego, and you didn't even do nothing to sit at the table, and your conducting pattern is still wrong, and you conducting with your left hand, and Thank you. you. Thank you. I am so tired of seeing that left hand conducting, bro. I'm, yeah, so, I'm sorry, but go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, you didn't even know who Dr. Julian, Elizabeth. you felt that. Like, you no. felt that. Justin, you, Justin, you hilarious, it. dude. You know I see it so Justin's much, hilarious. bro, and I can't understand that. I, can, I can't for the life of me understand that left hand conducting, bro. I, I can't. But go ahead. I'm sorry, Quan. Take, take it back, Rick, because it, 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 it'll be it. No, I mean, I, man, I think that at the end of the day, man, I don't think there's anything wrong with the the band director seeking self fulfillment in the job or self, you know, um, advancement in the job, as long as it's still about the students. You know, what I'm saying at the end of the day, I think a lot of what we talking about too is these people that show they ass the most, most ain't got shit to back it up with. Must, yeah, must ass. So ain't got nothing to back it up with. Mustache. Right. Oh, mustache band program. Your band musty. You just look at him like, that's 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 things. Like, like, right. Left hand 
is the best hand, Justin. I'm left-handed. Me but too. That's book, what I'm like. Oh, that book says you cue with that left right. hand. My right hand. Hey, I want to see some of these band directors focus on their win ensemble. That's what I want to see. Does the riot symbol have to be on the right? Anybody? Any? Does the riot symbol on the drum set, does it have to be on the right? Or can it be on the left? Well, when I play, mine was on the left. Right. Because honestly, you, you can not set, have to be on the right. It does not. Because right, you can right. set up very honestly. Correct. My, I, so let's I, see where I'm we at right now. Ask some, some questions. I would have been. No, because not, my, it's because not. No, I was just having a drum clinic today talking about that. It does not have to be on the right. Man, that's no. man. You could on drum set, you do it the hell you want. You over there yeah, rocking right. that drum set, no matter what. Sound. I mean, I've seen people play snare on the left and the right. Yeah, yeah my, cousin, my cousin Derek is one of the best drummers. I, man, I know. He played that hot, the hell out that high hat. Bailey does it too. That left hand high hat. Be rocking that thing, killer. Like, right, man. If, if you rock, I was just making that mention just because unconventional things aren't necessarily like the the book stuff. Like, uh, I don't know. And like my, like Maya said, we the black the product is the product. That's like Maya said, we the blacks. We'll find a way to make something funky and make it our own. You know, all the, what's in that? The guy named that. He never strummed his uh, guitar. He played everything with his thumb, and he's considered like one of the greatest jazz guitarists of all time. I can't. I, it's gonna come to me, but he like he literally played everything on the guitar with his thumb, and it gave him like a different timbre from everybody else. Techniques and he's are all over the place. People have done so many things. If according yeah. according to the book, Dizzy Gillespie is wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like it's like, come on, man. Yeah. But, I, but I have a question though, Mario. Are you gonna conduct Rick is wrong? I have before. I have Rick before. Out of his lip. I have before. And my ensemble sound good, so I was like, whatever. Yeah, I play on the left side, Quan. My I don't have a perfect combination. I don't play right in the center. Right. And, and and guess what? One of the and I ain't gonna lie. One of the best and. Justin could possibly uh, co-sign this. One of the best trumpets, I think his name was Tim. Uh, he went he went to Lamarck. Um, one of the best trumpet players that I seen when I was coming up in high school, he had an off-center one too. I mean, so I understand about, it's not about right or wrong because, and I think that's when people start saying that we're trying to be white because like we studied books, but it, it's nothing wrong with studying the book and then manipulating it that's still with that great timbre or whatnot. But the, but the issue is when you don't study the book at all and then you feel like, well, I just made this this that, shit about to say, about to say, that's the, that's, that's right. That's right. You can't you can't just make up something without understanding what the genesis of it is in the first right. place. Just be right. doing stuff. I mean you can do what you you can do what the hell you want to do, but you'd be wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> you'd just be wrong. Okay. So, all right man let's <clears throat> let's get to this last one man. Um yeah, let me go ahead and do it right. Uh, Chief, I know you got to pull out. So, yeah. um, you got to pull out. 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 That is necessary. <laughs> necessary. At this age? Yes, <laughs> yes. Can't take no more. Uh, <laughs> but, man, I, I, you know, we love you, bro. Uh, but, most definitely, uh, anything you got to say before you tip out? Oh, man, I just want to. Um... Just give a shout out to all the high school, middle school, just public school directors who are closing out their years, their spring concerts, 
preparing their kids for auditions. Well, that's kind of past, but you know, for the ones that are doing some late stuff, just like shout out to, um, Oh, I saw a battle of bands not too long ago. Um, and I just have to shout out my boy, man, James Perry, man. And the job he's doing at Eastern, man, man, I just, I really, man. I just, I, I saw, I saw, yeah, man. I, I was just really, really proud of all the uh, Kings Fork and the things they're doing, man. I just really, really happy about the band programs in that um, Virginia, D.C., Maryland area. I'm just like really proud of the band programs and how they're going, man. So just shout out to everybody who's working real hard because everything we do oftentimes we talk about is the South. You know what I mean? So I know Virginia is technically the South, but it's it's like upper South. So it's like from Virginia up, man, it's really important to show some love to some of those, you know, those programs because not it's not, it's not as easy sometimes to get those very large programs because the history is not there. So shout out to everybody who's closing out their year and um, having my spring concert next Thursday. Um, so I'm excited about that, man. I have a couple videos I'm going to post up, man. So then shout out to all the kids at Science Park High School for, you know, working real hard with me. Peace out, everybody. Love y'all. Kiss you, bro. Help you up. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and do this one quickly. Welcome everybody to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band coaching, music, music education, and more, man. Y'all go ahead and smash, smash that like, daddy. As soon as y'all come in the room, please don't ever do that again, Quan. Uh, <laughs> also, please make sure you subscribe to the Passion Is Network and turn on notifications, man. This episode will be up tomorrow on all your podcasting networks. Just type in Real Talk That Talk, uh, and except for on Apple Podcasts, where you can just type in Talk That Talk, and it'll come right up for you. Uh, this is the last topic. I'm going to put the link inside of the chat so that you can come in and talk that talk with us, all right? Um, I actually saw this one, um, I want to say about two, three, two, three days ago, shout out to, uh, meet me on the 50. He was having this kind of, this conversation on his page. Um, and so, uh, it, it made me want to kind of bring this up and just have a quick conversation about that. Uh, so let's go have black band kids given up on band, have black band kids given up on band. Uh, Portia, go ahead Start it off for me. I hit mute too early. Yeah, but Portia, go ahead and start it off. Um, I don't know that they, they have given up on bands, but what I'll say is that at least from what I've seen, the interest in it has diminished. And I can't, at least in this area some, and I'm not sure why, um, I know the pandemic kind of hurt us um, and, you know, they weren't able to have band. And so I think that may have some, something to do with it. But um, I think also now because of social media um, and the need for instant gratification, band comes with a lot of work. Um, and I don't know that sometimes I know, um, um, sometimes, you know, they don't want to do, you know, months of work to get to that product. Um, I know, um, Derek who works with us, Derek Wright was, ex you know, expressing some things on social media about how, you know, a lot of times they'll be like, uh, I'm going to go get a job or I'm going to go do something that leads to that instant gratification. Whereas band kind of 
takes an investment of time to get to um, a final product. And I even see it with, you know, a lot of the times we'll go into Bandcamp with a larger number of silkettes. But when you got to put in that work, a lot of them like, mm-mm, y'all do all this? No. I, I made the squad, but I don't want to do Bandcamp. I made the squad, but why I got to do all of this running? You know, so it they haven't give, given up, but I don't know that the work ethic is always there to um, keep them engaged and keep them involved because the gratification is not instant. So that that's how I'll phrase that. Okay. Quan, have black band kids given up on band? No. Um, in my opinion, no. I think we're, we need to do a better job. And like I've always uh, preached and talked about uh, infrastructure. I've always talked about that uh, on the show. And so I know a specific school district where specifically in a low socioeconomic area where they legitimately, uh, I believe they have like 12 elementary schools in that area, right? They only have two music teachers at that school. At out of those, the schools is only two music teachers in that area. Out of the two teachers, only one has an adequate program, meaning they have ORF, you know, they're teaching Kadai, um, recorder ensemble, so forth and so on. So then when you go to the middle school level, there's only one that has a middle school band program. And then the high school, uh, they the high school that receives the students um, is in an area where students have options. So most of those students are bused to the affluent area where they participate in that band and that band program has 200 or more students. So I think for me, it's not, they're not interested. They're just not exposed to it early enough. So, I mean, if, if you're introducing like, I think to Portia's point to something, maybe your freshman or sophomore year, you may not have the, you may look at it like, well, I'll try it. But when you don't get that, Oh, I'm good at it feeling. I mean, you'd be like, nah, it's stupid. And I've heard, you know, kids actually say that. But I think if you are shown that appreciation for music earlier, you have a different, you have a different love and appreciation for it overall. I don't think our kids have given up on it. I think we need to do a better job in exposing our kids to it earlier. And honestly, uh, showing also the parents, which can help reinforce that, um, the purpose of participating in band overall and the benefits of that. All right. Uh, Rick, <clears throat> have black band kids given up on band? No. Uh, I think a lot of black band kids have, especially in this generation, have been exposed to subpar band directors that have made their experience in band one that is not worthwhile. And to be honest, if I had to experience some of these shitty band directors that's out here right now, I wouldn't want to do music either. It's a lot of bad out there. And the worst part about it is some of these kids don't even know that what they're getting is bad. This question requires us to look inside and say, are we giving the, uh, as a, as a community, are our programs giving these students what they need to be successful in music? Yeah, we can come up with all these things that are valid excuses, lack of support from the administration, lack of resources, blah, blah, blah. In New Orleans, 
them kids get a they hand on the trumpet somehow. They get their hand on the trombone somehow and be some of the coldest musicians you ever seen. So why can that city cultivate all this talent every generation? And we and we sit up here and we say, you know, things like this. No. Hell no. I shoot, I was one of them black kids. Y'all were one of those black kids. Y'all got black kids, Julian and Quan. Your kids gonna be just as in the music like y'all were because y'all are cultivating that in them until somebody gets in front of them that's, you know, hopefully never will happen, that's terrible and kill their dreams and aspiration for wanting to be a musician. Secondly, a lot of us got into music not only because we were exposed to it and we loved it, but also because we could see a way of making a living in music. You know, part of a well-rounded music education is showing a kid that you can actually make a good living from doing this. A lot of music now doesn't even use live horns anymore. So there aren't resources where kids can look on there and say, gee, man, that was my goal. When I graduated from college, I didn't want to be a band director per se. I did the music education degree because I knew it was something I would always have to fall back on. That was my plan. My plan, I wanted to play trumpet for Jill Scott and Music Soul Child. Specifically, I wanted to move to Philly, get me a turban. I wanted to be with uh, Erica Badu and all them and be up there looking like Keon Harrell, you know what I'm saying, playing trumpet, and Christian Scott. I wanted to be Christian Scott before Christian Scott, right? Get an African name, Rick Altunde, and be up there playing trumpet, hitting them sweet, sweet, smooth daddies with the Neo Soul um, group. That was my dream at Norfolk State. I pursued my dream. When I graduated, I smitted Julian, got this job playing at uh, Allentown at Dorney Park. And every weekend, <laughs> every weekend, I was either in New York or Philadelphia trying to pursue my dream. I was on the scene. I took my trumpet everywhere. During that time, I got an opportunity to play for and meet Maria Schneider. If y'all don't know who Maria Schneider is, matter of fact, she is one of the people that I'll put on my music list tonight. Go check out some Maria Schneider. She is one of the premier uh, composers of jazz music right now. Her stuff is beautiful, y'all. I got a chance to meet Maria Schneider uh, while I was doing that. It was a great experience, but I got scared. You know, I didn't have nobody pushing me to stay in it. You know, some months I would do well. Some months I'm eating ramen noodles every day because I had no damn money. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to have to use this music degree. And that's one of the biggest regrets of my life is I wished I had to, I had stayed the course and pursued my dream. I could be Keon Harrell right now. You know, I could be playing with Kamasi Washington and all these other people. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's the next part. Expose your kids to something other than Lil Dirt and Lil Wayne and all these Lil Lils. Get them on some Kamasi Washington. Get them on some Keon Harrell. Get them on some Terrace, uh, Terrace uh, Martin. These people who are from our generation but are playing instrumental, uh, instrumental music at an extremely high level. Get them on some Robert Glasper. Houston native, went to uh, HSPVA, our generate, my generation, not Quans, he a little young. But um, yeah, all these people, <laughs> all these people that are out here that are making great music that these kids just don't know about. And then lastly, no, the kids aren't abandoning it because at the end of the day, we ain't had no, I don't remember no mass band for my, my um, generation. These kids are wanting to be around music all the time. 
yeah, it's done in the way that they they've been trained to love it, you know, but use that same energy to train them to love other styles of music. Start a combo at your school. Yeah, you might not have the instrumentation to start a full jazz band. Start a jazz combo. Start teaching improvisation. Don't just use music theory or music history to teach, you know, the history of white music. Teach them about that African music that Crystal talks about all the time. Teach them about how that led to all these different styles of music that became jazz. You know, Congo Square, how these people, that was way, you know, one of the only times where people during slavery had a day to come together and actually be around each other, a day of, or a, a few hours of freedom. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Like, teach them something other than, dog, you hear that goddamn nobody does it better? Yeah, dog, that shit's sweet, dog. It's other stuff out there. But you have to be informed of what that other stuff is in order to get these kids, you know, actively involved. Justin talks about this all the time on the show. And this is why I respect the hell out of Justin. Justin comes up here and said, we got to meet these kids where they are. Yes. You have to beat those kids where they are, but you also have to be the educator that you went to school to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to stop just letting them dictate everything. Hey, guys, all right, let's let's meet 50-50. I'll write that little dirt, but I'm going to write my chords in it. You know my music, June. <laughs> I'm going to write, I'm going to hit these chord daddies in there, and I'm going to explain to you what these chords are that I'm writing and how I got to what it is. But I'm also, if I give you that, you're going to play... Um, Something by Herbie Hancock. Oh, Mr. Brown, who is Herbie Hancock? Ah, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's be creative, man. Like, bring creativity back to teaching. Everything doesn't have to be black or white. Do it the same way every year. Collect that check, daddy, and go home. Actually, try a little harder. And you will inspire these kids to want to do band again. I see Norcom. I'll, I'll end with saying this. I see Norcom Band in Portsmouth was like the beacon of black band in our area. Then up in um up in Richmond you had uh Huguenot. You know, and um and what's the other one in Houston? I can't remember. In uh Richmond. But all over in Houston you had Willow Ridge. Um not Highland, Highland Springs. Highland Springs. Yep. In Houston you had um Willow Ridge. You had uh Smiley. You had uh uh Cashmere. You had all these great bands that offered different things. Huguenot, I mean, um, um, Willow Ridge had one of the best well-rounded programs in the city. One of the most well-respected, the best teacher I've ever had, his name was Dean Westman, talked highly about Ronald Thornton from Willow Ridge. He was one of his mentor teachers, one of his favorite teachers in the whole world. And that's coming from a guy who now designs shows for Blue Coats. He's the uh, orchestra director at Avon High School who's whipping everybody's ass and everything. He respects the hell out of Ronald Thornton. Cashmere had one of these swingingest big bands out there. You know, like, have different identity, man. Be creative. Be willing to do work outside of just what's comfortable. So, that's it. Um, And uh, we got Justin down there in, in the waiting room, so I'm going to let him in in a second. Um, but one of the things that I was thinking about when I when I first saw this pop up on Meet Me in the 50 and I was looking at the comments and then I thought about me asking the question and I wanted to pose this out here. I also believe it's regional, right? Because if you look in New Orleans and, you know, Louisiana in particular, 
and maybe even just in the Mississippis and all that kind of stuff, uh, you know, that you may get a lot more buyback from the chocolate kids versus, and I use, and I'm going to, I'm going to use them uh, as an example right now versus, you know, shout out to Carlton Williams at Skyline. His band is huge, but it's 98 to 99% Hispanic. And it's black kids that go to Skyline. But the other part of that too, Julian, is that well, I the most successful it. the most successful black bands are near HBCUs. Like uh, it's no I it's no coincidence. It's they have an HBCU there. Like you ain't never hear a no killing HBCU style band from Los Angeles. What I'm saying, I'm sure there are some. The reason why I disagree with you is because you named, and this is why I say it's, I feel like it's regional. You named great programs. You named my high school, Willowridge. You named Cashmere. You named Smiley. Like all of these schools are in an area where there are two historically black colleges and universities. So that's why I disagree with you because that's exactly what I just said. No, no, no. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is the reason why I think it's regional is because of the fact that if you look at Rilla Ridge, now is predominantly Hispanic. But there are black kids who go to that school. I mean, the numbers at, the numbers at Cashmere, numbers. What, what I'm saying is the numbers at Cashmere, they have a program. They ain't as big as they were. You know, if if even if I, I'll talk about Quan school. When I was young, Quan's Worthen was like 100 and some kids, 120, somewhere around there. Now, and that's not, and that's not, that's no disrespect to Quan, but I'm just saying the. I'm just saying that I think I, I agree with you to some degree, but I think that a lot of that has to do with the regional thing. I think that, you know, maybe we need to look at what's happening happening regionally. I mean, if you look in in um, I don't know North Carolina, what is the percentage of black kids in bands there? Were bands bigger back during our time in North Carolina than what they are now? And if there is, if they were, then, you know, what, what what's the what's the rationale? Because I'm not going to always say that it's always bad band directors. So I, I will say that nobody has ever said that it's always band director. What we've said is that there are other factors that these kids or yeah. other options now that these kids yeah. have. Like technology was so new when I was in middle school and high school. We actually had a class called technology. <laughs> and keyboarding to learn how to type on a computer. Oh no, son, don't use one finger. You know, that was our generation. We ain't have no man. I'm about to be a software engineer with a YouTube that's gonna make me a million, a couple million there, because I'm gonna have a channel for that. I'm gonna do this. We ain't have that. My impression, go ahead, Quan. Go ahead. No, so it's like I, I think I think your part, your points are, are sincerely valid. I think. But some of the uh, the examples that you brought up are some of the anomalies, like not being ugly. When you speak of band, band culture will never die. Let me understand it will never die in New Orleans. I don't give a damn. Nobody say we didn't have environmental tragedies that has happened. And then the next year it was like, say, bro. Uh, we got to do Mardi Gras, you know that, right? And they've pieced bands together to ensure that they, you know, that that still um, is live, right? But when, I, when, as long as I've been in Houston, I've been a resident of Houston for sure, now 10 plus years. What I've seen is 
I've seen the videos of the Willow Ridges when they were in the grand day. And then I've seen these schools trickle down to where they're the sizes now. And to me, even being an employee in in the Houston area to where it's like, you got to fight to, to pull it back together. And what I mean by that is I look at you, you brought up the point about options in the hood. They give you a lot of options. And I'm going to say this word that's triggering for me. And that's magnet. A lot of the times they feel like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to send my kid to this quote unquote magnet school and you think that it's better. But then you take the good kids who maybe were interested in band and then you bust them to an affluent area across town and they participate in those programs as well. Or you say that, well, we're going to turn this to STEM. And so then the support for fine arts is nothing. Like I said, before I got here at uh, this, this high school at Worthen, they had uh, seven uh, band directors in four years. If you go around the area of Houston, that's normal. That was normal for a lot of these urban and black schools. I think the oldest director is uh, Mr. Woodson at Sterling High School. He's been there years, but guess how long his middle school has been um, adequate? The last 10 years, they, they really ain't had a program. So he's honestly starting a beginning band program every year. And like everybody said, with this generation that's microwavable, if you won't have a certain amount of kids in the band, they feel like it's whack already. So then they're not going to join it. So I think I agree with your points, but I, because I, I'm in the trenches and I see like what some of these band directors are going through. Like I look at Yates. Yates is a school where talk talk hist historically, it was like them and Willow Ridge, you know what I'm saying, back in the 90s and 80s, right? They're down the street from uh, TSU. They actually was using TSU's football field as their practice field. They've had literally, when because I interviewed for that position as well, they literally say in 30 years, they had 17 band directors. How, how, how you know, how, how can you sustain anything you know, with that those type of turnover rates. And I think in and I only could speak for this specific area. You can't sustain a program like that. But or that's not the kids though, Quan. I agree with you. Right. Yeah. Especially with that particular band program. That ain't the kids. Right, right. Band and they've had talent. I like they've had some talent come through the door as band directors. You're like right. you know, so it's not the kids, it's just guys or women that made a decision to say, okay, I'm moving on. Whenever right, right. Would. right. But that's what I'm saying. So it's like for me, like like I think we all agree it's not the kids. It's the is the environment are these administrators that's that's the cause and effect of why these bands are not sustainable. It's 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 hard. I mean, bro, it's it's it's, it's hard out here. And and it's hard when you don't like I say, when you gotta build every year, um social media is like it's so many things that that is against you and so for the band programs that are small that are that are still trying to do their thing that's why i support small bands because i know the struggle and like i said shout out to uh thomas perry that's at jarvis christian that's honestly that's on everybody timeline right, on, everybody trying. on everybody trying to build that program you know what i'm saying from scratch uh doc uh fred that's chisholm he was there at one point and i and i know his story it's it's hard to build from scratch and it is but, it, but the thing about it quan is this too right like mm -hmm. 
this this question to me ties into the last. We got to stop expecting this day and age man to be our band. I know we wanted to. Them days are long gone. When I was in the middle school band at Waters, man, I'm not lying to you, Quan. We had my seventh grade band had 100 people in it. That was just seventh grade band. Uh, eighth grade band was bigger than that. I see Norcom was marching two and 300 people because they were getting 100 people from Waters, 100 people from Matt. They were getting kids from all over the city. Those days are gone, y'all. You know what I'm saying? And there's many reasons why. You know, like we've identified so many of them just in this one topic. But at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? I hate to keep going back to this quality is quality and standards are standards, man. Whether you got 10, 15, 20, 25, whatever that, or 300. You know, all of us can't be Allen, uh, Allen High School down there in Texas having six, 700 people in the margin band or Jacksonville State University. I wish we could. Well, I think, I know? think, I think, and, 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 and I want to say this and then say something else and then let you kind of finish up and then uh, move on to, to Justin because I don't want to be here till four or five hours. But I think you saying that is kind of difficult when people see that it is possible to still have those numbers in other programs. I That's, I think, I, 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 this is my personal opinion. I, I, I think that if, if, if I walk into a program and I got X amount of kids and then I look across town, but they got X amount of kids and we know that people are still buying into being in band, then we start looking like, okay, well, what what is missing? What can I do to be better? What am I not doing to get those kids? Blah blah blah. So well, I let think, me give you. I don't, I don't let me give you an example. The fact that we need to get past the fact that the, that was the past, but I am I am saying that it can kind of be difficult if we're seeing that there are kids who can who are still buying in and those numbers are still possible. I, I just I think that's. I don't know if it's always. I'm gonna give you. I'm just gonna give you a very small example, and then I'll I'll get out of the way because we just gonna have to agree on certain things and not on others. Back when I was in band, you had two options. You could either buy an instrument all outright, and most of us ain't had the money to buy that, or you could rent the instrument from a music store. Instrument rentals now is next to impossible. They don't they really aren't happening anymore. They can't get the instruments, the um with these shipping constraints from China and all that stuff. I talked to my friend who works at a huh. I disagree because I just I, 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 I literally I, just had a, I, I was I, I, I literally just had that I just came from a situation where that was the exact thing that we had to do, and most of the program was outfitted with rentals. So yeah, that's, that's your yeah, that's your situation, and that was when I'm talking to my friend who works in a music store. I teach with him in the drum corps. He I'm works in a music was, store right now. Like, literally, like these the past couple of months. So that's yeah, I'm talking to my friend who works in a program right now. We had this conversation last weekend and he was telling me how his his store can't get instruments. He said the only thing they had was like a bass clarinet and something else. And I'm sure, you know, some stores may be better off than others, depending on the area you're in. You know, like especially with band directors saying, do not buy that instrument from Amazon or from Walmart or from those type of places. Don't buy that. So you can't buy that the one you can afford. You can't afford the box Stradivarius that the high school band you're talking about, Julian. Those kids can afford. What other options do you have? Like there, there are many different things I'm, is what I'm saying that can play a factor 
into why a program is not successful or why students choose not. I agree with Quan. If I see a band with 10 people in, I don't want to be in that. And then when you got across town, like that's how I was when I was in high school. Churchland band, we had 44 people in the band. I see Norcom coming out with their 250 and I had pride. So I didn't care. I'm like, man, we can, hey, let's get them. But in my mind, I was like, man, they about to put foots up in us. I knew it, but I wasn't going to say it out loud. I was like, hey, we can, hey, we can take them, y'all. Come on. And I was playing tuba, trumpet, everything else, trying to make us win. And they was over there just, ugh, ugh. It was, it was tragic. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, you know, it, it's a lot of things that play into. I agree. I agree. Right into why, but at the end of the day, man, these kids have options, and if they don't see the option as being one that's viable that can make them rich, like doing a TikTok video that gets ten million views, they don't want no parts of it, man. So we'll get the ones we can get, and we'll make them the best that we can make them. I agree. I, that part I agree on. And and yes, these kids they ain't want they don't want to be in nothing that don't look hype. So that's just like when we go to the club. If it ain't 15 million women in there and two brothers and we try to get in, then we don't want to be there. If it's all dudes standing around, nah, we good. That that, that party trash. <laughs> we ain't trying to be in no parts of that. All right, man. Let's go ahead and get Justin in here, man. I know he probably got a lot to say. Uh Rick, hold on to your hat. Uh <laughs> let's go ahead and do it. Uh, let's welcome uh, Justin in. What's going on, bro? Uh, what's going on, y'all, man? Y'all cutting up on here tonight. All right, uh, what's going on? I have um, <laughs> only got three points, man, from the last three questions. Uh, the first one's um, when the band director showboating. It's 2022. The band feeds the band feeds off the band director. If I, if the band director not lit, lit, I'm not lit. Sorry. You know what I'm saying? I just I get what y'all saying sometimes. Like you know, it be too much and it should be about the band, but Power clip suddenly. Y'all saw Mr. Taylor going crazy. You seen the band behind him? You know what I'm saying? Feeding off the band, you know? Brian doing push ups, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just a new thing. If the band director not lit, I don't want to be lit. Now, you have some programs that have like a a, a, a difference, or so like they don't do that, like Bethune. You're not going to get doing band director doing all that. It's just different. You're not going to do that in some programs. But the newer programs and the most lit programs, that's going to happen. Um, the band directors uh, should highlight themselves. But hold on, bro. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You look. He, you saw how fast he got off that thing, Julie. Oh, yeah, because you touched. Look, you touched that one. I want him to come. I want him to come. That com- that conversation went for forty five minutes. He pulled that one part out. We got to get lit. All right, let's keep it moving. Um, what about you? The other part we talked about people conducting wrong patterns up there, looking terrible, hands doing this, doing all this craziness. What, what about that part? Man, are you saying that don't matter because it's lit? Oh, no, 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 no. They, they ain't got to do what I'm talking about, but I'm talking about the band. Or, that, if they come the wrong, they should be, they shouldn't be in front of the band in front of me. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I feel, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't want, I'm going to say it. Like, you really think that goes to that point we said it on the, the last live. If I'm an engineer major, a uh, mass comm major, I'm doing this band scholarship, you think I care about what, 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 what hand he's directing with long as you know what I'm saying? Be for real. Like, you think I care besides the music major, of course, you know, you got to do the right things, but as long as we get into the job accomplished, there's a bunch of kids in the band who don't... Who, all right, let's give you an example. We we bring the song back, right? Tuba drum break. Everybody go crazy, right? But right before the loud about to come again, you really think that I care what he... he did he go with the right hand or the left hand? I get it. It's, it's wrong, you know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying from a 
a litmus standpoint. It's wrong. Yes, it's wrong. But leave that to people who actually care about it. In, in a moment, I really don't care. But you're literally saying what Portia just said. Basically, what you're saying is, at the end of the day, all that music stuff don't matter. As long as it's lit, that's all that matters. That's essentially what you're saying, bro. Not really, Rick, but I mean, like, yes, it's wrong. Like I said, if you conduct the wrong, you shouldn't be in front of a band anyway. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, but as far as the, like, somebody who really don't care about it, I really don't care. If you just don't care, it just, I don't know. So something small like that, it ain't small. It ain't small. It's not small, but... The more, I bet I get more people who look at look at your argument. Man, that was fire. You seen the way he conducted that? All right, get out here. Like, I, I have Justin when when um when what's his name Lawrence Jackson walked across the damn fields, patting his head, doing all this stuff. That was the talk of the HBCU band community. It was of, lit. A sixty year old man out there acting it's the ass. It's not ad. lit. It was lit. Sit down. See, see, but we but, but, look, but this is the thing. This is the thing. This is this is the thing. Look, no, no, no. This the difference in generations. This the difference. That's what I was about to say. This is the thing. That is what that is what I was saying. That's exactly what I was saying. The fact that we are the two thousand people, we the old people. That's not. That's not. That's not lit to us. For them kids nowadays, that's what's lit for them. For the, for us, it's like man, you got to you got to do better than. We but Justin, he did that in like 2011 or 12. Was, I, I was there was an Alcorn game. I was there when he got. Oh, we were still older though. We were yeah. still older. We look at it from an older. No, man. what no, what Justin yeah. is saying, he older than us. What I'm saying is, yeah, he's older than us, but you he did he came that in the wrong hand? Huh? You said you said you said y'all said he came in on the wrong hand. Or no, no, hand? no. I'm talking about like the like the buffoonery, man, out there. Patting your chest out like you want to fight the other band director because because and what and my question is why did he do that? What was it for? Because they were actually you know why he did it because they was on Southern's ass and that was his way of getting making it look like looking like uh, making it look like they was just doing something so much better than them. Anytime, yeah, he I don't know, Justin. I want that you were there. All I'm saying is, anytime, anytime they feel like they in trouble back then, that's what they did. They acted a damn fool. But this to is do the thing. something that went away from what the music was actually. Saying. But this is the thing, Rick. And I'm not agreeing or disagreeing with anybody. But I'm gonna say this: Yes, he did that. But you also got to take into consideration that Brian Simmons did the same exact thing at one yeah. day, and Brian Simmons hit the, hit the, the Wheaties daddy, and and the kids went crazy. For oh, us, we looking at it, we looking at it like, man, hell no. But for those, kids, you said the whole stadium went crazy. Yeah, whole, listen, yeah, yes. y'all Christmas, yeah, I got that. I got the third. Yes. Listen, y'all can't walk. That's, that's the part that I get. Listen, y'all on that side of the world, like when I see y'all oh. when y'all was the days, it's like. Y'all do me. It's I get it. It's musical, and yes, that the 4K. Did you hear that? It's a different day and age. How Ricky, I don't even think it's that me and the kid, Listen, me, me and the kid halfway. I feel you, bro. But it, you can have both. You can. Y'all we criticize it, and we don't like it. So we'll criticize what y'all do, and y'all like it. Tomato, it's tomato. Just, it don't please I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's the fact of are are we listening to the the musicality of it. I, I think the just more or less what this conversation is is talking about. It's really on the fact of we came up at a time where band directors, there was a prestige and a respect about it. it yeah. 
So that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying, and that's and what, a respect and and a respect for the craft itself. Correct. But my point the that I'm trying is, to is, is an, an is an art is an art form. Right. You watch Claudio Abado, he get that same emotion out of the Berlin Philharmonic. You know what I'm saying? Doing not whatever, man. Go ahead, man. All I'm saying is no. All I'm saying is this, and I'm gonna let you guys go ahead and keep going, or Justin, if you go want to go to your next topic, you can. All I'm saying is this. I'm not I'm neutral in this on this on the aspect of I'm listening to both sides and I get both sides. My point in saying is the at some point we have to recognize or at least I've accepted the fact I'm just old and I and I look at things from an old perspective even no, though like, Hold on, oh, whoa, no. whoa, Jesse, hold on, hold on wait. Even though I do understand why kids get excited for things like that. I get it. But for me, it just doesn't hype me up. For me, that is a waste of time. For me, I want to hear the music. For them kids, I don't disagree with you, Justin. They don't care. They they like, man, I'm just trying to get hyped. That's it. And that's and that's what their brain is. So I, I get it from both sides. So I am a neutral party in this. I'm just saying I get it from both sides. We old Rick, they young, they look so at Justin, it. So Justin, does that mean that from now on, anything outside of rap or in your face playing will no longer be appreciated at these type of, and I'm not even going to sway SWAT because there's other bands that aren't in the SWAT that play that way. So are you pretty, I mean, I'm asking, bro, if I'm wrong, tell me, does that mean that playing ballads actually like a ballad, not like it's a, a slow rap song or having crescendos and decrescendos be that stuff. That's no longer, that no nobody longer matters. That. Nobody, nobody said that, Rick. This, the, the, these moments that we talk about, these beating your chest and the Wheaties moments, that was for the moment. And later, Brian played uh, let, let It Rain, right? You didn't see him doing that. It's just for the moment. And that battle was called Crank. We here to do what? Play South? It's cranky. I'm saying? So it, it's for the moment. I mean, I, I, I'm never going to disrespect the crowd and act like the right hand doesn't matter. Like, you know what I'm saying? Play playing with crescendo, skipping over them, and just go. It, 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 it does. But I'm saying this stuff is for the moment. You know what I'm saying? It's like I don't know. Maybe just to make us a model. Like sometimes that that just that keeps kids interested in the band. Where we from? Where y'all from? They may they may do that. But I, I know what I'm gonna start saying. I'm gonna start saying that's why our bands are the size they are. That's why y'all bands the size they are. It, it is what it is. It is what it is. In some, in some cases, it can come off as disrespectful, but at the same time, I be feeling like it's mainly. Well, that that but that that, that doesn't necessarily go ahead. I mean, I don't want to cut you off, Joe, but that's not necessarily true because the two biggest HBCU bands, the two biggest HBCU bands, play in the style that we like. And, and Bethune yes, Cookman, family, family always gonna be my favorite. But guess, yeah. guess what's different about them too? They they're doing what they do, and it's lit. Them. We love family. Rick, that's the only thing. I, you know what it was backwards about you, Rick, that, I, that I, I, I just don't agree about? Rick, you have all the accolades in the world. Like, you can stand, you can go to anybody, probably surpass anybody. You was a Disney. You know what I'm saying? But you you, you, you don't beat your chest enough. And I get it. You're not in it. But, but that's not my personality, man. Like, it's I, it's never going to be my personality. Just, I'm not the type of person that's going to sit up here and talk about myself. Yes. I was a dizzy. Yes, I've done a lot of things, man. But at the end of the day, it ain't about me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I support, and Julian will tell you this, though. I'd be, I be happier for my friend's success, Justin, than I do for my own. 
Like I told you, I, I made the statement early in the show. That's what I respect. That's why I respect the hell out of you because the work you're doing is not about you. It's about people. It's about relationships. You know what I'm saying? Like me and you have never met in person, but I feel like I know you for 20 years and like we do best of friends because we share, we share a vision. We share a vision of what black people, the experience of our people, right? And we share experience of this thing we love, which is music. At the end of the day, your passion, man, will speak through your videos, through you going and advocating for bands, for you raising money, doing all these things that you're doing for these band programs. That's what's going to keep our bands going. Me sitting up here and telling people how great I am, it's not. And, yeah, I, and so that's where I am. Because, Rick, you're a compliment, I mean, a, a, a critique from you, I, I will call it your, how we do right. band things. Like if you, I would I would accept it from you, Rick, because I know your background. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Rick, said we, Rick said we playing with the wrong hand. I mean, you directing the wrong hand, you're going to say, because Rick Marshall, Nar- Nar- you heard that Trump section when he was there, versus somebody who we don't know of, or you probably was one of the garbage dudes that's standing next to you saying it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, that's what I mean by beat your chest and just boast. You don't have to generally explain yourself to nobody, but in this band culture and in this sport, where your stars at? You're not ranked in this? Like, who who are you? You know what I'm saying? So that's just what I mean by that. I respect all bands. You know what I'm saying? But I'm always old on what we do. You know what I'm saying? Which leads over to my second point about band directors should highlight themselves. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I know it's, it's you shouldn't put yourself in the forefront. It should be about your program and them kids, but on multiple occasions on the high school level. I did, my videos then got high school band directors jobs because when they ask, do you apply for these jobs? Do you have a, a video of your product that you, you say you can do this shit so you do that? Just go to my channel and, and see them in front of the band lit with the kids. You know what I'm saying? Even sim- simply direct. Now, I know it shouldn't be about the kids, but I'm going to say in, 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 in how band directing jobs going on, and some people just doing it for the money, and some people just doing a terrible job, but I think you you have to band directors forget about themselves sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And you got to put yourself first sometimes because if you if you don't if you don't have a name, you're not going to get a job and you're not going to get in these doors that you should. That's just my personal feeling on that. How y'all feel about that? I agree with you 100%. I have no pushback whatsoever. Okay. I agree. And the last 100%. thing... I, I mean, in any profession, you want to progress. You know what I'm saying? When I get this master's, I'm going out to more money. I got that. But it can't, but to Rick's point, it cannot be to the detriment of those students. And I see a lot of that. Like, you got more camera time than whole parts of your band. I just think that's wrong. Or Porsche, they got a camera devoted specifically to the band director, just pouring out them the whole time. After music that's coming from behind them. As long as you get this on the, on the, on the clip, that's crazy the clip is lit. Me. This is their time. I have What beat is time. this? <laughs> what beat is that? I, I don't I don't know. I'm never gonna be supportive of you got more camera time than whole sections in your band. Like I'm not gonna that you don't you can't justify that to me. I, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna try to when you said in that in that in that regard, you right, he's right. I, I'm not gonna say yes, the band is is more important than the band director. I'm saying along the lines of like just I, I don't I don't find nothing wrong with the band director getting highlighted. I feel you say more than because I do it all the time. Like I do like a Brian Simmons cam or on the same song I post it twice because people wanna see that that person cut up. I, 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 Roger Glitter, they people want it's a market that they, they want they wanna see that is a new thing, you know what I'm saying? That yeah, you're right, bro. 
But see, but see, here's but here's the other part of that, Justin. You are not wrong at all. But what those people that want to see Brian don't realize is the hours of teaching Brian put in in the band room to get the band to a point where he could go out there and entertain the audience. I said that in my response. I don't have a problem with a band director pushing himself. But like, we got to start making some damn money. All teachers don't have to be broke. Like, I don't know where that damn moniker came from that you got to be a, a starving artist. F that. I am not going to be no starving artist ever again. I'm not doing that. So shout out to Brian Simmons. Make your money, player. But what I will say is this. I, I'm sure you can go talk to some of them students at Southern. One thing they won't say about him when he was there is he ain't love the band and he ain't care about them and their success. You know, that like that is that brother is not a, a me only centric person. I watched him teach a video, Joe uh just was, was high school. That yeah, the high band. school band camp. Mm-hmm. And the kids absolutely got better in that rehearsal with him. When he was at Texas Southern? No, it yeah. was at Booker Washington. I was doing it again. Oh, it was at Washington. Yeah. Oh, okay. The kids got better. And I heard the first note. It was not easy. That man had work to do. <laughs> they, they, they that, uh, Wait, what, if I told you, what if I told you that music wasn't in 4 4 time? He changed the key signature on it just to teach it to the kids. I ain't going to tell you. I got to extend the video. Yeah, about it. But yeah, what you saying, Luke? Yeah, I mean, the brother is talent. And that's the thing, Brian. Like, Brian Simmons is there for a reason. Yeah, he's young. So what? That brother has talent. If he sucked, he trusts me, he wouldn't be there. That brother has something that he's going to bring to the table. And like I said, Paul Adams started when he was 19. That brother is, I have no, it's no doubt in my mind that one day he's going to go on to be one of the most recognizable. He's already one of the most recognizable faces in HBC band, but in the history of what we do, people going to talk about that brother and that's, and kudos to him and kudos to his staff. That's why I started the show just the day with a shout out to TSU. And I've never been a big TSU fan. But I respect the hell out of Dr. Paula and Brian and what those guys are trying to do with that band program. I'm seeing things at TSU I haven't seen in years. Excitement. They posted a video of that young lady playing the trumpet solo. That young lady has talent. And she's going to go there and make TSU a better band. I can't wait to see what they do in the future. Like I told, I was like, get that brother about three, four years. That band going to be, it's going to be a destination. So, just I don't disagree. I just, the only thing I disagree is what Portia said. When it just becomes about you and not about the the success of your student, that's when I have a problem with it. Go make your money, band director. Shoot. I want to be rich. I'm not going to apologize about that. I do. I'm going to thank a Portia when I'm ending the video. I got the band director and the camera. Like, it ain't about you. I'm going to just make sure I put about it. I, I got the push. <laughs> I, I, I feel you on that point. You know what I'm saying? Uh, which leads to my next topic, the last one. About uh that, that young lady you saw playing that solo went yeah. crazy tonight. I, uh black kids haven't uh, what is uh have not been give up on have, have they give up on band. I just left two hundred eighty of them. You know what I'm saying? No, I'll stop band. Like it just depends on where your area, you know what I'm saying? Like you you knocked all the points out of the park, Rick about the culture down here, and I just can't explain it. And now it's like we just rejuvenating it and like you have to follow and meet them kids halfway. You gotta do more than that. I went to four graduations in the last two days. You know what I'm saying? From kids, I know I've been recording since I first started spending time when it was in ninth grade to their senior high school now. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, you can't give up on them or you can't just, I can't tell you 
Bannon's gonna get you in college, and I'm a, I'm gonna come to your games, and I don't I don't I don't come to not one of them. You know what I'm saying? The small thing you 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 get a role that you don't sign up for, but you you have to stay on it in order to keep this culture going. You know what I'm saying? And with this All Star Band thing, bro, like it's gonna be magic this year simply because I'm just in in tune in, in tune with everybody this year. In Virginia, have All Star Band. I don't know if y'all know it or not. They started last year, but they got hopefully got some numbers from what I'm hearing. But it just where you at and how you and how you put it to bed. So kids haven't gave up on band. It's just a matter of where you at. And I know y'all deal with the administration up there in Texas because the stuff I hear they be telling y'all to do, I probably could not teach in Texas. But it's just a matter of where you at. Kids, black kids haven't gave up on band, especially if you make it exciting. Kids want to do band 24 7, 365, as long as it's fun, as long as it's like, you know, you meet them halfway. But yeah, that's I think you you kind of just touched on what I said too. I think it's regional. I think you know, based on where you're at and in, in the area that you're in and, and more or less where what the culture is in that area, I think that that is going to dictate the, you know, the gravitation to the, to, to band in general. Um, I, I earnestly believe, and it's kind of like what Quan said too. I earnestly believe that the culture of band is never going to die in Louisiana. I just, I don't see that ever happening. Um, you know, but and the it's culture ain't dying in Texas. The culture is dying in Texas in specific places. The best bands in the country are in Texas. But no, no, in no. My no. Opinion. But in my opinion, I'm only talking about. I'm only talking about from <laughs> from from chocolate folk I, because I don't think the band band culture itself is dying in Texas. Absolutely not. Hell no. Far <laughs> from it. But I don't. I also don't believe that more of our people in Texas, specifically, because I'm from Texas and I see it, are more enthralled in, in to be in it. And that's that's kind of what I'm more or less alluding to. Are there Texas? Are there black kids who are in Texas mass band? Absolutely. But if you look at numbers, if you look at New Orleans mass band versus Hum, those numbers are significantly different. And you may get a lot of sprinkle of Hispanic kids in in uh, Hum, and now a lot more than usual. Because, like I said, I think it's I think it's a regional thing. I think that black kids now in the state of Texas, and I and I'll speak specifically for Texas then, just aren't as interested. And that's just that's just from one what I see, and two my experience. When I was at the high school in Dallas, I had more kids coming into my band room who were Hispanic than black, and the black kids who did come were more were were more enthralled to go into playing football or basketball or whatever. As a matter of fact, I had a kid who started percussion, came to came to band camp, blah blah blah, blah quit band camp to go be the water boy, no, the ball boy for the football team because he got a jersey and he was able to represent that he was a part of the football team versus being a part of the band. But did the Hispanic kids leave? No. They stayed they roughed it out, and we went through a great year. So I, I just think it's, I think it's just a regional thing, bro. I, and 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 you may disagree, and that's cool. I'm, you know, oh, I'm, no, I mean, I, this, no, no, I, I was talking about Rick. I wasn't talking about you. Oh, just. I just say shit. I agree with you. Texas, this football, man, y'all is how football is in Texas is how band is. In, I'm gonna say in the water, not Louisiana, a whole different thing. But like, it's just night and day. I'm gonna go. I don't know. It's just a matter of your band director too. And, and well, Justin, how are the how are the high schools around Southern? Are they, are any of them good? They was at a point, bro, where it's like Baton Rouge is like losing people not investing in. in, in um, I won't say that. For example, 
um, one one of my band band director friends, real good. He had Scotland Vale band a couple of years ago. Yeah, I wrong. Okay, I'm just, I wouldn't say it's right. I wrong. I wrong had Scotland Vale elite, elite. I'm talking about just watching him teach. Put like this. I wrong started Scotland Vale band when I started Smash Time, and I watched him grow every year that I grew. Right. I'm sure Iron moved to Texas maybe for better opportunities and more pay and for less to work. Band directors don't get paid and it's bad and rude. Just like the kids up and down. Southern is always going to be Southern, but like, I don't know. But I'm going to say this. These new band directors in Baton Rouge are recent Southern grads. So it's like a lot of young band directors. They're younger than me. You know what I'm saying? So in the next two to three years, we, we, we will see what's going on. But I can tell you one thing I, I, what's going to happen. You see, if well, when Texas Southern be good these next two, three years, and that culture around Texas Southern become good, he ain't gonna have to recruit from nowhere else but around his area. It's Texas, you know what I'm saying? I just think now it's a, it's a new day and age to whereas we have something to look forward to. Yates literally around the corner from TSU. So that's I'm I'm gambling on that, and I hope it happens because I do believe some of the best bands in the country are located near HBCUs that have good bands as well. How is it? That's what I tell you. I, I said it, yep. And Julian told him I was wrong, by the way. No, that's not what I said. I don't disagree with that. What I said was, is that the numbers of, and I went back to the black kids again, the numbers of the black kids, even though there are schools around there, are just getting smaller. I don't disagree with the fact that there are good there are good bands or good uh, kids that can come from around there. That's what I said. Hey, Porsche. You know, you know what I'm going to do? When I said exactly what Joseph when I said exactly what Joseph said, what did he say? Let me go ahead and run back. <laughs> Portia, when Justin. I said exactly what Joe, Justin just said, no, 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 we no, that I, don't, I disagree. I was like, how is that? No, yeah, I, I know they have a high school around the corner from Norfolk. How is, how is that bad? How is them bad around? Booker T is there? not a Booker T has. I want to be very judicial with this because my frat brother is the band director <laughs> of that band. Booker T's band has never been like this just all-out brawling band. They just never have been, ever. And to be honest, the band that's that to me is the most like Norcom that you, uh, Norfolk that used to be killing was Norcom in Portsmouth. It's only seven minutes away. You know, like you go through the tunnel, you're there. So to me, Norcom was like the, the beacon of Norfolk State. Why? Because Emory Fears started North, Norcom's band program. Norcom Rock was written by Emory Fears. That's the song they hold into the highest, you know, tradition. It was written by Emory Fears. It's a swing. Uh, um, uh, I, dang, I can't sing it off the top, but it's a swing. Like Norcom Rocks is, so they are, at one point, people called them baby Norfolk State. Because not only were they mimicking North or made in the tradition of Norfolk State or Norfolk State was made in the tradition. Never mind, Will. Okay. Mr. Fearstyle was there first before he came to Norfolk, but we'll leave it there. But um yeah, so at the end of the day, Norcom was like the beat and our whole area, the, like them and Nazman River were the bands that people like in our area that were like awesome. You had Mr. Carson over at Nazma River, and you had um, um, BB was at Norcom. Norcom had a number of great uh, band directors, so those were the bands. Who who was who, who your, your band director? Y'all was big like that when you talk about your high school. Did TSU have an influence in that, or was it your band directors the main the main reason why y'all was so good? 
He talking to you, Julian. You up there trying to no, pull I'm pulling up, up these motherfucking receipts because you're gonna sit up here and say I lied. No, I did I, I stand by what I said. So let's run the tape back, bitch. All right, here we go. Because I, I, I know what I said. That's why I disagree with you. Because That's exactly. Hold on, my bad. I ain't put the sound on. Yeah, your weak ass internet. Let's keep going. <laughs> no, I didn't put the sound on. Smith. Smith himself. Uh, uh, you know, had, had oh, what, what was your question? Man, keep the show going. We ain't be here all night for you to prove a point. Here we go. Yeah, we gonna we gonna because you ain't gonna call me no lobby. No, no, no. Is, no, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is the reason why I think it's regional is because of the fact that if you look at Riller Ridge, Riller Ridge now is predominantly Hispanic, but there are black kids who go to that school. That's all I was saying. It no, was but did, did no rewind it back when you dis- saying, say I disagree. I said I disagree because there were nothing well, but black. Is that exactly, hey, Justin, isn't that exactly what I just said that you would disagree with me? That was Isn't that exactly what I just said? No, you said that I Portia, isn't that exactly what I just said that you would disagree? I disagreed because I thought I thought there was no. I didn't say because of any reason. I said you disagreed. Oh my gosh, do I need to pull up that tape too? Oh my god, oh my god. I'm just gonna keep pulling this. No, but like brothers, man. <laughs> but hey, no, but you know, but back in the day though, I'll say this too though, Justin, while he continued to do whatever he's doing. Um Hampton back in the day had a following. They did. You know what I'm saying? They weren't for the tunnel. They, 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 they so you know, to me to you, Jay, well, you Virginia State. Emory Fears. When Mark, right. So it's Julian, like we can hear you scrolling through the video. Mute, mute. In the next two to three years, we, we, Julian, mute your microphone. Bitch. My mic is not muted. I still am sharing the screen. My bad. <laughs> but Virginia that? State, when when Dr. Phillips was at Virginia State, Virginia State's band was like, there were the Hampton Rose area, man, is weird, right? Because yes, Norfolk has such a heavily a heavy influence, and Norfolk is highly respected. In the Hampton Roads area, like Norfolk kids don't have a problem getting jobs. You know, like when I just when I got my first job teaching as a head director myself, I didn't get my job because of recommendation letters from like all these greats. I got my job because the principal at my school, Bill Gibson, who was his mentor teacher, is a Spartan Legion alumnus, is a Norfolk State music alumnus. He gave him his first job in uh, when he became a principal. Uh, he finished school for a principal. So he was like, I trust Bill Gibson. He wrote one of your recommendation letters. You got the job. Yeah. That's how I got my... It, it wasn't off the strength of none of them other recommendations I had from music people. And I had some good recommendations. That man said, I trust Moby Dick. That's my guy. Hey, <laughs> don't prove me wrong. And that was the beginning of my career as a band director. You know what I'm saying? All for the strength of knowing the right people, bro. So <laughs> you say you might be listening to it, and we right here, here, right. Oh, here we go. <laughs> for clarification, because Rick likes to try to over talk, and then over through over talking, like to think that he's right. Justin made one point. I agree with Justin's point. And then Rick tried to say that I disagreed with that point. I didn't disagree with that point. What I said was that the number of black kids near 
HBCUs are getting smaller. Hence the reason why I brought up the other video, which was talking about the rise of the- Keep Hispanic. explaining. Keep explaining or play the damn yeah, video. Play the video. You better talk and give them a damn synopsis. I need to make play sure- Play the video and let it speak for itself. I need to make sure that I set it up because you are going to try. We don't to need you to set it up. We already know what we talk about. No, well, you don't. Because you me give you. Forget. Let me give the three, book report here, three everyone. Seconds later, you will forget. <laughs> exactly me, give what us, we let me about. give you the synopsis. Anyway, of this particular situation, this. Justin. Boom. All right. Anyway, so. So here it is. Here it is. This is what Justin said. Go ahead, Justin. Some of the best bands in the country are located near HBCUs that have the as well. How is it that's wrong? That's what I said. I, I said it. Yep. And Julian told me I was wrong, by the way. No, that's not what I said. I don't disagree with that. What I said was is that the numbers of, and I went back to the black kids again, the numbers of the black kids, even though there are. I didn't ask you to play that second Thank part. You. Did you Thank not disagree with me? Thank you. No. Justin, that's did I say, Justin, did I oh say why God. you disagree? You say, oh my God! Rewind about you, Justin. Wasn't oh that the thing? God. Did I say why he disagreed, or did I say oh. he disagreed? We were. Di you said I disagreed to the point that he made, which was wrong. That's not what I said. Oh my God! You said he disagreed Justin. the first time. Oh my! Thank God. you, Justin. You can't tell oh him nothing, bro. You got to be yeah, right. You got you to play it back a little bit more because you played it back oh from the first thing when he, when Rick said about. The kids around the HBCUs, and you came right in after him. So you played it from the point that you're trying to prove it. So they have a point. If you're trying to, prove and they're trying to talk his way into it. What portion? <laughs> let me let me give you just all, a little bit I of background information you how, here. You see how he makes up stuff to try to prove because I never said the word portion. So uh, my point. Is, I was just whatever. Go ahead. Whatever. Yeah. We done. We done with that. We. Right, I'll you all later. <laughs> I feel you though. Well, yeah, man. To, to the point, I do feel as though the best, uh, some of the best schools around HBCUs, and as it should be, because you should have a, a, a influx, a, a influence on your neighborhood and your surrounding. Another thing too, I want to say before we get out of here, I do think that HBCUs should 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 reach back more to high school. Sometimes you feel like HBCUs are on this pedestal, you know what I'm saying? And like they take, 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 but I don't feel like they give enough to the community. You know what I'm saying? Surround the area. You can put a pep band together and go to four different high schools around you on a Friday to play a little song for them, a, a two or three. I, I, I know some bands don't do that, but I know some bands only do it when they're on a road trip and they'll stop at a high school to practice. That don't count because you're saying it's when you're using high school. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I feel like to to get the culture. There's so many more things they can do. But yeah, that's my two cents. Yeah. Make sure we get the black kids because the Hispanic kids. See, see, Portia, what you want to do here is you want to have the black kids and the Hispanic kids. <laughs> we, what we said was we were going to let it go, right? And we had moved on. But see, now he oh, Okay, no, I let it go. No, I'm good. Yeah, you didn't let it go. Because you, you want to have your last little say-so in. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You win, though. No, 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 because you yeah. we could have deaded it and let it go. But no, you want to be bringing it back up. Like like he said, I was right. Anyway, all right, bro. You was right, I you was right, dog. Justin, my man. Y'all are definitely going to do some summer band shows, right? Who, me? You mean, like what, what do you mean? Like, like an episode, like, okay, for example, uh, what is the suggestion? When the summer band battles happen, because I'm picking up some crazy stuff right now. I want to hear y'all take on these summer bands, everything. So like song selection, like 
is they overblowing? Like, what they think the, the pros, the cons, the real, and the raw? Because I think. Well, I can tell you right I'm now, they overblowing. Well, yeah, that, I mean, I don't disagree with that. Gotta hear him first. But I, I don't I need to hear him. Oh, I don't need to hear him. I got five, six years of clips to prove me right. They overblowing. And, and I, I'll say this: uh, there, there may be possibilities that we do that, but nine times a ten, Rick is not going to be on the show anyway. Because uh, he's gonna be uh, doing DC. Yeah, I'm gonna be on the road, bro. I teach. I'm a caption head of a drum corps, so we go oh, out. Um, I hey, actually move in on Thursday, next Thursday, so I'm gonna be maybe, in and out. I'll figure out a way that that he can kind of come in, maybe if do a video or something like that. Bro. But here's my synopsis, John. I'm gonna get it to you now. I don't, I, they're gonna be overblowing, and intonation will be optional. There you go. I don't know, Rick. I think we're going to – some programs are going to – Well, I want to hear this. I want to hear this Virginia Mass Band. You know who actually – you know what? I'll take that back. The Georgia Mass Band had a couple of clips where I could hear the fam influence in there, and then it went straight to the SWAC influence. It went right back. But it was a couple of clips where I could hear a concert F that was close to being in tune. And then from there, it went right back. Yeah, it was close. It was close. So I can't wait to hopefully the Virginia Mass Man, if it is big, I saw Scar said that they we should have like three or something like that. If it is big, hopefully they play in the Virginia style and don't go down there trying to be a swag band. Ain't no swag bands in Virginia. What if they don't? Then it wouldn't surprise me. If they don't. It's not authentic. New yeah. Orleans Mass Band and uh, LLI, they are right there in the area of Southern. So for them to sound like Southern, to me, is authentic. We don't do that up there. Hampton doesn't play like that. Virginia State, none of them, Norfolk State, none of those bands play like that. So trying to gas and dick ride some other bands? Their staff members consist of members from Southern, Bethune, Cookman, and Norfolk. No, Virginia State. So I want I want to see it. Yo, I want, I want to see it. Here's, here's the problem that I have with Who's that. Who's from Norfolk? And I'm like, we're going to do a class on how to say Norfolk on one of these shows. Um, <laughs> he said, he said, he said it's Norfolk that y'all do, it, it make my skin crawl. But well, um, people from that area talk weird anyway. Then Norfolk, like, it don't sound like it's, yeah, that's just my, I know we talk fucked up. We from down south, Gumbo and everything. Yeah, they, they ain't got to rap about that with y'all. So who on the staff from Norfolk? It's, it ain't nobody from Norfolk. Somebody yeah, he said it's from James State. Virginia State, Bethune, Cookman, and so, I know for Southern for sure. So I'm looking, but all of them are from that area, though. But so, see, but, but the thing about that, Justin, that that me and Rick have talked about before, uh, you know, in the past behind closed doors or whatever, it's like a lot of them dudes be dick riding Southern. So it's that's the problem. The problem is you may have a dude from Virginia State that gassed Southern when he was an undergrad. Hey, Justin, the biggest fans of Southern when they went to North Carolina won't Southern won't Southern folk. Wait, them wait, people wait. in the stands was up there hugging. Oh my God! Thank you, Lord. These three words, which was good. I ain't gonna take it from you. I'm about to say, hey, look, I want to preface it because they're gonna call me a hater. These three words was my favorite song of the day. I told you in that when I heard it. I heard a couple of clips that, that sound that different was, from that others, that but we're gonna leave that alone. Okay, cool. I said that was the same battle Norfolk was there, right? Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, because my complaint with Norfolk was Norfolk went down there and did the same stuff we did when we were in the band. My complaint with my own band was that they went down there and played a lot of the same things that we played when we were in the band. That was the only complaint. 
I mean, but we always did that. We never, our fifth quarter book, I never had, I, I learned very little music for the fifth quarter when I was at Norfolk because we played the same stuff every year. You was going to get that sweet love. You was going to get that PYT. You was going to get that can't hide love. Um, you would get all right. And then they stopped playing Jesus. all right. Is it hard? Is it hard enough, folks, for like alumni to pass out music? Cause I would like to hear one of your pieces. I don't. Like, I don't know what it is now. I don't know what it is now. I know during my time it was tight. You, it, it was hard when we went there, Justin. Exactly. It was hard for students to pass out. What's your question? Well, Rick, that's not the case now. If you look at yeah, I know. Yeah, we, we know it now. Stuff we play those students. They they write a lot. But back um, in the day. What's your is question, Justin? Is it, is it hard for alumni to pass out music? Because I know sometimes on the other show, y'all was saying, like, y'all don't agree with some stuff they play. It's outdated. You know what I'm saying? So maybe if y'all pass some arrangements from Norfolk or maybe let more students arrange them so you might get a different product. So, well, a lot know, of that material is student arrangement, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Like, it's Norfolk now. We aren't talking about Norfolk right now. Norfolk let's let's be different. very clear. We are talking our about our, our Norfolk when we were in the band. What Miss yeah. Sanders and Mr. Bethea is doing, I have no idea. You know, I support them with what they're doing. What we talking about is the, the every year, Justin, I didn't learn much music for the fifth quarter. Mr. Adams are right, maybe one or two. Like, we got Contagious one year. One. We got uh, Shaft one year. One. And, right, that was it. Everything else, it, I was like, oh, I know the fifth quarter. I'm good. If it wasn't, if it wasn't in the field show, then we wasn't going to play it in the stands. All our state music was good. Norfolk would have, would, have, would have had a better book than y'all, but y'all think y'all the yams on them. Y'all think y'all is better than them. This Norfolk definitely has a better book book than we do because they actually play popular music. Okay, cool, cool. But y'all was a better band. I'm being messy right now. I fuck with you. <laughs> we were a better drilling band. I can tell you during our time, we were a better drilling band by, by far. We were drilling our ass. Now in the stands, I don't know. That's a question. But... <laughs> You, we nobody priority. That goes back to one of the topics on the feature. You know, we we was about that field. Oh, I said, get show, get show, get show. I watch that. Get Thank show. you. We was about that. We was about that field. Now it's about them stands. So it's, that's part of the shift. But we wasn't. We were worried about how we sounded in the stands. But as far as all that other stuff, no. Mm-mm. Well, y'all got y'all got some. Well, I know y'all in that, that I'm that North Carolina. I'm going. That's my weekend. That's a Norfolk weekend for me. That y'all play in Cat that Saturday, and y'all in that Battle of the Bands that Sunday. Everybody coming. So like, yeah. On top of that, everybody coming. That what oh, you yeah, said? Everybody coming. Yeah, because oh, okay. Kentucky State up in that too as well. And it's a crazy lineup. State, and them, and uh, Benedict, uh, and y'all. And I'm going to another one of y'all games. I gotta look at my schedule. But I know that weekend, I just want to see how you got to deal with a and the first day. And then you got some other monsters. What do you mean? Oh, I forgot y'all know because A&T like that. But it's a, it's a show, right? Field show drilling. That's going to be a good field show to see. And then the next day, is a field show battle of the band. So we'll see. There's going to be two shows. What's going to go with that? That's going to be interesting. The same I, y'all did know, you I'm, ask how we going to do two shows? I'm asking, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I, you think we're going to do the same show? Shit, I just see something bad, dude. But I mean, this this no, I'm week, telling you, Justin, I I tell you this right quick, bro, and and then after that, you know, we gotta get. Yeah, right. During our era, we had Battle Fest, and we would do. I remember distinctly, but Rick didn't do Battle Fest, but I remember doing Battle Fest, and the reason why I remember doing Battle Fest is because I crossed KK side that homecoming 
and then we had Battlefest that Sunday. We did a whole homecoming show, a full homecoming show. And we did a whole nother full uh, field show for that Battlefest that Sunday. And yeah, so you ain't got to ask if Norfolk gonna do another show. They gonna do another Listen, show. I, I was, that was a real question. I never seen y'all like that's, that's They gonna that's do another show. They gonna, cool, they gonna do another show. They, that, that I I can I don't even I'm not even in the vicinity, and I can tell you right now, Norfolk gonna do another show. <laughs> I'm telling you straight up, bro. So and it ain't gonna be nothing that we did in the previously. The and they're gonna sound and they're gonna sound amazing. Oh, okay. You you go, Rick. Please be in the building. That's gonna be a lit weekend. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna feel that whole. Weekend. You know what? I'm gonna look at that date. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can get it. I'm judging that weekend, man. But I'm actually, I'm actually. I'll I'll look, man, but I don't think I'm gonna be able to make it. But I'll look. We'll figure it out. All right, man. But I'm gone, man. Like, great show as always. Good job on that feature. I learned a lot too. Y'all was y'all was up in that thing throwing a lot of a lot of gems. You know. How did y'all later, man? All right, bro. Appreciate you, man. All right. All right, man. This has like been a super dope show, super long show. Uh man, let's I was gonna do commercials and all that kind of stuff, but I ain't gonna do all that. Let's just man, run the commercial. Okay, I'll run the commercials because we got to do it. Yeah. We got to do it. A bit weak. The wait is over. The U.S. Band's adjudicated Battle of the Bands now has three new locations added. Sunday, October 9th in Montgomery, Alabama. Sunday, October 16th in Petersburg, Virginia. Saturday, November 5th in Raleigh, North Carolina. And Saturday, November 12th on the campus of Prairie View A&M University. For more information, go to www.usbands.org and we'll see you there. All right, there we go. Ran a commercial real quick thing. If you were uh, counting on Dallas to win tonight, that was not going to happen. Congratulations to Golden State. Rick, you about to say something about the Battle of the Bands? Sorry. Oh, no, yeah. Come. Bring your bands. Participate. Yeah, I saw you unmute, so I I thought, uh, yeah, I thought you were about to say something about it. All right, man. Let's go ahead and get uh, get out of here, man. I know Portia ready to go. She an hour. Uh, well, not both of y'all are an hour ahead of me. My bad. Smith's. Uh, so it's it's pretty late where y'all at. So let's go ahead and get ready to show it down, uh, shut it down. Uh, so let's do it the right way. Uh, Portia, any final thoughts? Anything you got for the culture? Coaches, band directors, everybody. We've all had our time. Otherwise, you wouldn't be in the seat. Make it about these students. Climb the corporate ladder. Get your money because I'm gonna get mine. But it's about them. And it's about making sure that they have an experience at least as good or better than what we had. You always got some good ones. Uh, all right, Rick, any final thoughts on anything you got for the culture? Porsche is Porsche Domus. Nostradamus, but with Porsche. Um, good job, Porsche Domus. Um, new music, Kendrick Lamar, new album. It gets a me from me. Sorry. I know somebody gonna try to cuss me out. A scale of one to ten, Kendrick's new album, I'm giving it a six. I heard it was like that. Yeah, I'm giving it a six. I thought it had some good tracks on it, but yeah. The the track that caught me the most was the argument between him and Taylor Page. That was the to me one of the most creative tracks on the album. But maybe that's a debate. We can get y'all to log on next show and debate me. But in my opinion, best album Kendrick Lamar ever came out with, to Pimp a Butterfly. It's a work of art, man. I love that album. Uh, so, new Kendrick. Go check it out, y'all. Tell me what you think. 
Um, let me give you a couple of good artists. I gave you Maria Schneider. Uh, good album to start with, with her is her Sky Blue album. So here's the thing about Maria Schneider. She does not believe in this whole streaming service thing. So if you want to listen to her music, you go into her website, you can preview it, and you can buy it. That's the only way. She's not on Spotify, none of that stuff. She's going to see, she said, she say, I want my own money. Apple, Spotify, y'all can kiss my ass, you ain't getting none. So that's how you'll listen to her music. Um, but a um, couple people I'm listening to, the album released from this week that I love the most was that new Tank and the Bangers album. Have y'all heard that album yet? That new Tank and the Bangers album is off the chain, man. Bro, I love them, bro. And that dog. Yeah. This new album, Red Balloon, go check it out, y'all. Uh, if you into a gospel flow, go check out, check out um, From Here in Hartford. His name is Doobie Powell. Doobie Powell is really respected in the keyboard community. This dude is crazy, man. His, his chords is nuts. Go check out his music. And some non-hip-hop R&B so one of my favorite rocking band, matter of fact, my favorite rock and roll band of all time is Radiohead. Like everybody that knows me knows how much I love Radiohead. Like you see Julian shaking his head. I love Radiohead. Um, there's a group called the Nord Pool Orchestra. They did a bunch of jazz arrangements of, Ra of Radiohead's music. And the album is incredible. It's called Radiohead, a Jazz Symphony. So if you want some really good music to vibe to, uh, if you're in a chill mood, you want to read a book or something like that, this will be a perfect album for that. But go check out those albums. Doobie Powell, Tanking the Bangers' new album, Kendrick's new album, and Norpool Orchestra's Radiohead album. Um, all those people, with the exception of the Norpool Orchestra, are African-American. So you're also supporting Black businesses, as we always talk about on this program. Support Black artists, support Black business, support Black children. They are ours, you know? So we want to do what's best for them, like Portia said. We also want to set them up for success moving into the future. Teach our kids how to be successful. Teach our kids how to make money, how to make good decisions, how to take care of family and friends going into the future, not just yourself. So support Black. That's it. All right. And on the, line, uh, on the lines of supporting Black, I remember I told you uh, that uh, there were two Just Glaze shirts. So I just wanted to make sure I show the other Just Glaze shirt. Look at that glaze coming off. Just Glaze. Uh, so supporting Black, man. <laughs> you can pick up your uh, Talk That Talk merchandise at realtalk.talk.com. Just make sure that you type in the code HBCUBAND and get 30% off of your purchase, man. We got all of the stuff inside of there, man. We got all types of colors. Just go in and pick whatever color you want and your size and make sure you type in HBCU band and get 30% off your purchase. I really don't have anything else other than the fact that, man, this was a great show. I mean, the funny thing is, if you know me and Rick, we will argue with each other all day, but that's my brother. I love him to death. Uh, you know, so y'all know that we ain't taking none of this stuff seriously. Uh, <laughs> uh, make sure you guys check out the feature. Understand that the feature is not going to be every single Thursday is going to be bi-weekly, right? So they will not be back this Thursday, but they will be back next Thursday. Make sure if you've missed that last episode, go check out that last episode. Also, make sure that you check out Diver Lady Band Director. Crystal's got some great things happening. She will have, I don't know if she, if she will talk to me, but uh, if you haven't checked out any of her past shows, go check them out. Everything is up on the YouTube page at Passion Is. Just make sure that you log into Passion Is 
subscribe to the network and turn on notifications. On your way out, click the like button, man. That's what we asked you to do, man. On the way out, click the like button. Other than that, man, I have nothing else further to discuss. This has been great. We will see you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in to Talk That Talk. Find us on social media outlets and YouTube at Real Talk That Talk. Talk That Talk is a brand of the Passion Is Network. You can contact Passion Is at passionis1919 at gmail.com. If you would like to contact the panel of Talk That Talk, email us at realtalkthattalk at gmail.com.